What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new episode coming right at you. You know what time it is. Real quick, word from our sponsors. Those fine folks, you know them. You love them. Hopefully you're buying their shit. Speaking of shit, I hope you buy. We are brought to you this week by the video versions of And Now We Drink. They are available right now on Vimeo at anwd.net slash videos. That is anwd.net slash videos. Videos is all lowercase. 99 cents an episode, 6 bucks for unlimited streaming of all the episodes. Check them out. A lot of fun. Just put up Alexis Tankit Mercer, which gets a lot of wild. I actually had to cut away from their camera angle on one part because they would get us kicked off Vimeo. Still a lot of nudity. Holy fuck, there's a lot of nudity in that episode. We are also brought to you this week by our guest band Fact Pattern. Check out their new album, Fallen Language. It's available on Bandcamp. Wherever you get physical CDs, Apple Music, all those fun places, check it out. It's an awesome album, and the vinyl's coming real soon. Speaking of vinyl, we are also brought to you this week by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club, the best damn record of the month club. In fact, every month, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection. Each record is pressed exclusively for Vinyl Me Please and has features you can't get anywhere else. Things like bonus tracks, inserts, color variants, and comes packaged with a 12 by 12 album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing recipe. Can't beat it. Rad vinyl, custom art, new cocktail pairings. And Vinyl Me Please isn't like Record of the Month clubs of old. It's month to month, no strings attached, cancel any time. So if you want to get your vinyl collection booming, go to Vinyl Me Please today at www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www. Join VMP.com slash ANWD. Check it out now for your free trial. This week, we're also brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly mystery crate that delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparels, tech gadgets, art, and other epic gear. It's like Comic-Con in a box with a lot less cosplayers, sadly. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. You have till the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe to receive that month's crate. When the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. It's done. Party's over. Sign up at www.trylootcrate.com slash ANWD and enter the code BRIDGE10 to save 10% on a new subscription. Once again, that is www.trylootcrate.com slash ANWD. Enter the code BRIDGE10. And last but not least, we are brought to you by our friends at Laughable. Laughable is the number one comedy podcast app on iOS and soon to be the number one comedy podcast app on Google Play. It's available on Google now. So after years of me talking about Laughable for our Google listeners, it's finally available. Get it now free of charge. Because not only can you subscribe to your favorite podcast, you can subscribe to your favorite podcasters, comedians, and other personalities. Whenever they make an appearance on another show, Boom, right there in your subscription feed. It's a great way to discover new shows. And on top of that, Laughable makes recommendations in-app every day. There, It is the best way to discover new shows. So download Laughable today for free in the App Store or the Google Play Store. And then find funny. This week's guest is drummer Rainin Bazio. Rainin is drummer for the band Fact Pattern. Done a lot of projects. Son of legendary drummer Terry Bazio. But he is a fucking killer drummer in his own rights. This one goes a little long because we get weird. We're drinking, we talk about porn, we talk about wrestling, Raynan's hookups, 
It, it goes all over the place in typical, and now we drink fashion. This episode was a ton of fucking fun. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy drinking buddies. We have a professional production in this motherfucker or some shit. Day. Action. <laughs> action. <laughs> Clap. Oh, fuck. We didn't open your beer before action. Is that is that the action? Should that be the tss? I'm not doing that kind of post-production. Like, zoom in on your beer. <laughs> We're not quite that fancy in this motherfucker. All right. So does that mean I, we open the, this now? Or do, I mean, or are we supposed to open it later? Whenever you want to start drinking. Did we start recording already? Or we we might have been. Okay, that's cool. That's generally what the clap indicates. Is All right, cool. Syncing up the audio in the video. So I figured. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if it was going to be the pop of this beer, but I guess. No, I don't think the cameras picked that up quite. <laughs> At least this settles it in my brain. Now I've officially began. You're officially on the podcast. <laughs> Cheers, by the way. Thank Cheers, you for coming. My man. Hey, likewise, dude. Thanks for having me on. Great to be here. Great to be drinking beer. I like that rhyme. Do it all the time. I shouldn't air rim shot with a drummer in the fucking studio. Like, How dare you? you like, critique my technique. Like, no, nope, no, nope, that wasn't a proper hit. Like, what are you doing? At least you know it's called a rim shot because, you know, a lot of people don't know what it's called. But not only that, it's almost kind of an incorrect term. Like, it's correct for that. It's become that moniker, right? But a rim shot is really just when you're hitting any drum and the rim at the same time. You know what I mean? You're kind of get, getting that extra clap with the rim so it's not necessarily the kind of uh laugh track ending or end to a punchline, as we have uh as, as it's become in modern society but there's nothing wrong with that at least it's it's i accept it it's just like kick drum and bass drum you know some things get multiple names or you know synonyms homonyms Whatever, man. There's all. Whoa, sorts whoa, of we are not a literary podcast. What's up with the big words? <laughs> I just dropped some crazy stuff. You know, it's all downhill from here. That's about the biggest words I'll probably be dropping. Okay, so. good, good. Because we try to say, you know, monosyllable. See, I can't even say it. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> I have. I've had a sip of whiskey and a little bit of sleep, and that's about it. <laughs> <sighs> I can totally relate to that, my man. It was a, a pretty wild weekend for me. Not not much sleep either. So what all went down? A lot of crazy stuff. Um, I, so I played a couple shows this weekend with uh, a band of mine, The Mothership, and um, we uh, our first show was interrupted. Well, it wasn't necessarily interrupted. We'd finished playing, and uh, luckily we went a couple songs over. Um, and the reasoning behind this is that there was a shooting right after we finished playing in the parking lot of our show was someone upset about your set (laughs) exactly the music was so awful they're like something needs to be done with uh, with about this and they thought that we were in the parking lot but it turns out it was some other people no um actually it was it was it's really sad because somebody's grandma got shot in like a gang related shooting who shoots someone's fucking grandmother yeah it it was like they were were having a vigil i guess in the parking lot because somebody else had died in that parking lot in a gang related shooting i'm sure 
and uh, they were kind of, you know, mourning life. And there was a drive-by, two, two drive-bys, I guess. You know, they came by, popped out, shot, drove back again, and then did another one. And um, I think five people were shot. Uh, five people were injured in the shooting, and one person died, which was somebody's grandma. So it's like, wow, great, guys. Great job. You really uh, showed that other gang, you know what I mean, by killing somebody's grandma. Yo, grandma ain't even safe, motherfuckers. Yeah, man. It was intense. So um, needless to say, we, we had to... Uh, we're lucky we didn't finish our set earlier because if we had, we probably would have been loading our gear when all that went down. And uh, it probably would have been way more traumatic. But uh, luckily, with the timing of everything, we were almost done. My, my bass player actually had loaded his amp and was outside while the stuff was going on. He wasn't on the shooting side of it, but he could like hear the stuff and it was it was very intense. Um needless to say we're all okay. That's that's the biggest blessing, but like having to deal with that and not being able to get our gear that night, being in Long Beach, it's like we we don't know, you know, having our stuff in a bar, you know. Not only that is our cars okay because my car was about 6 feet from the crime scene. So, uh, you know, we couldn't get our stuff out until 10 o'clock the next morning, 10, 11 o'clock the next morning. I didn't get home till 12, you know, in the afternoon the next day. So it was a super, super long night. It was super brutal. Um, but you well, know. at least they got grandma's body out of the way before you had to get to your car. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was, it, it was one of those things that was like, we were trying to be as sensitive as we can to the situation and not be like, Oh, we need to get our gear out. You know, because like some people died, some people got shot. Like they're much heavier matters. I don't know, man. <laughs> they're already dead. They're not going to get any more deader. If your gear gets stolen, that's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that is, there's no denying that we, we had that in mind. 100% dealing with that. I'm just like, okay, you know, this has to be spoken for. Something has to be going on. Luckily, they locked it all up. Everything was totally okay the next day. There was just a little bit of blood on my guitar player's pedal board. But uh, other than that, you know, we got away scot-free, just no sleep that night. And then I had another rehearsal the next day and then another show that night and then another rehearsal the next morning. So I was just going nonstop. And just now, uh, so many days later, I'm finally kind of getting back into uh the realms of normalcy as they uh might say so how many people have died at your shows now i'm making about 48 that's that's the first time that it wasn't caused by us damn because every time uh i would say depending on the band there's usually a couple murders you know what i mean oh i do i do and with that i'm gonna slowly start to take the path towards murdering my brain cells and do a shot of this Cazadores. You are you you gonna do a shot? I mean, I'm not one to say no. There you go. Oh, sorry, I should have passed that to you. How rude of me. It's okay. You're not as rude as some other guests who have like poured the shot, done the shot, like, oh, are you gonna do one too? Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually wanted to make you reach over. That's a power thing. You know what I mean? People don't actually know it's super deep seated psychological. <laughs> I was like, ah, now now he's fallen into my traps. He grabbed the tequila bottle. You damn second generation celebrities. <laughs> yeah, right. It's crazy that there's actually people who think like that though. That's like that's like a legit uh thought path for a lot of musicians I've come in contact with. <laughs> oddly enough, they have this weird thing where it's like, 
uh, passive aggressive man- manipulation and that whole like, you know, kind of dogging you and then wanting your approval, you know what I mean? And all this shit. It's just going back and forth and playing mind games. And then So just, do you think that's just a fucked up self-esteem issue or? Uh, it, it, it probably is. It probably has to do with, you know, a multitude of things, either the way people were raised or lack thereof, you know what I mean? Or, yeah, uh, there, there's another aspect of manifestation that exists within that, right? But um, you can't say that that's, for, that's the case for everybody who was a bad parent or, you know, had, had a neglected childhood, what have you, because those people are allowed to make their own decisions and find their own path and not be manipulative pricks. But <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of the times it's that nature and nurture thing where you're like, okay, well, it's, it's, Probably a combination of both. You One, know? do you think it's also years of rejection from starting out in music, shit like that? It's also gotten fucked with their head a bit. Like, uh, could be, you know. But some of these people were never rejected, right? Some of these people weren't rejected a lot. Like, I've heard, and the news was, you know, this is pretty public knowledge, so I'm not dropping anything crazy here and not trying to dog on anybody. Oh, real quick, let's do the shot before yeah. they get dusty. Yeah, exactly. Right. Cheers. Cheers. Pie, right? Damn right. Oh, uh, yeah. That's this show may get real sloppy. I'm, mis- I'm mixing whiskey and tequila, so. Yeah, he's going for it big time. I'm I'm doing the uh, tequila and beer, but I figured we would do my two favorite drinks, which is silver tequila, I love, and dark beer. Any sort of dark beer. And uh, Newcastle is one of my favorites. Uh, not to sidebar. We'll, we'll get back to Newcastle in a bit. Uh, but yeah, the whole, uh, Lauren Hill, that's what I was talking about, right? Lauren Hill is, she's been pretty famous since she was pretty young and Grammy winner, multi-time, whatever, but she's apparently a super nightmare to deal with. And, uh, Robert Gaspard, I believe was his name, uh, this jazz pianist put out this crazy statement about how much of a psycho she was and how much of a pain in the ass it was to deal with her. And how, like, she would constantly change things during rehearsals, like, constantly be changing parts of songs, saying, no, that's not right, this and that. And uh, he, he just told her to fuck off. <laughs> he was like, fuck this shit. I'll, I did this as a favor for my friend, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not doing an audition. If you want an audition, you can listen to my album. I have this many Grammy. Like, <laughs> he just kind of, he big-timed her, which I like, you know, for, for somebody who's that kind of, much of a prick to kind of get it back at him it's like you know clearly i'm never going to play for lauren hill or in any of her circles after saying that but uh you know it might be you might be doing yourself a favor yeah yeah i'm not really worried about it you know apparently uh guitarist jay gore filed a suit against the singer for verbal abuse after shows hill would demand that musicians and road support personnel attend meetings where she would engage in a person-by-person critique and berating Yes. See, this is like Buddy Rich style. Have Have you heard about the Buddy Rich tapes? No. Oh, okay. Um, for those of you who don't know, go to YouTube, children, and uh, search the Buddy Rich bus tapes. And there are tapes of him. Somebody just had a recorder as he was going off on the band in the bus and just saying like, 
where the fuck were those trumpets? You know what I mean? Like, blah, blah, blah. I would have had your ass fired. You know, <laughs> like he was just going off. Like you guys were in a complete different time zone. Like he really absolutely berates them. And it's totally hilarious. It's one of the funniest things ever. He's renowned for his temper. So, that is, <laughs> oh, that sucks. It's a great moment. It's a great moment in time. Yeah, it's it sucks that like super talented people aren't all just like super nice too, right? But it's one of those things. I think it's 50-50 at this point, right? You meet you meet the the people who are absolute jackasses but are like supreme gods at whatever their craft is, you know? And then you meet the people that are the supreme gods and also supreme gods of people and super kind and there for you and and just there for their fans, etc., you know? It's uh it it could be a difference maker in some careers, but it's funny the people that it doesn't affect. No, if you're talented enough, at some point people will just put up with your shit. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's weird. You you almost have to pretend to be like humble for a little while, or you have to be nice for a little while, and then it either gets to your head, or you know the true you is released, and and it's so strange to see how those because that's when they become intolerable, right? When they're in their lowest stages of their career, if they're acting like that, people are just like, fuck you, who are you? You know? Right, I mean? I'm not booking you, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, and it can and has definitely ruined careers before. Um, but it's funny to see like who it does and doesn't affect. It's a very, very weird, you know, uh, weird trend to, to, to try and follow, you know? Well, and what's really a big bummer about it is, think if you're the supporting part of the act, and your paycheck's tied to this person. It's just the idea of like, well, if I want to feed my kids, I got to put up with this bullshit. Yeah, and it's like you definitely would rather play music than go serve at a restaurant or whatever. You know what I mean? And that's definitely what you got to do. So it really does suck when there are those people like that. But it's So have you been on the road with anyone who's like that? Uh, you don't have to name names. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> tons, tons. You know, I've 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 been on the road with played filling gigs, etc. You know, there's there's tons of crazy people in the music industry. But like I said, at the same time, I'm super blessed. Everybody I work with now is super awesome. You know, I have no issues, man. Especially Fact Pattern. Those guys. Uh, you know, r- really good buds of mine. We always rib each other and we're always uh, dogging on each other, but uh, we do love each other. It's it's definitely like a three brothers type thing, you know, and uh, it's it's a great try holy triumvirate as uh, some would call it you know of uh just awesome songwriting and uh great friendship and hangs you know not to get all sappy and uh lovey-dovey on those guys but <laughs> one half a beer and a shot in he's already well, i love everyone oh dude i'll i will go off on them so hard do not even get me started okay I, well now you have gotten me started okay first of all something about my band that they know well i'm not sure if they know I can kill every one of them for sure. Absolutely. If it was hand to hand combat, I would murder my band. Here, let it be known, right? Here's here's the, the gauntlet statement. has been dropped. Here's the statement. Yeah, um, our bass player Jack, he does do Muay Thai, um, and he has been doing it for a while now. He's probably pretty proficient. I haven't really seen him do too much, um, but I, he's one thirty five. You know what I mean? What is what is he really gonna do? I'm like six four. I'm one ninety five. It's like I could grab, I'll grab a hold. He, not only that, he has no ground game, right? 
And then Ian, Ian would fight really dirty. I would have to worry about weapons with Ian or something like fuck Losing up. an eye during it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. He would do something pretty crazy. Like, I, I know he would go to wild lengths to defend himself for sure, or at least to, to inflict punishment on another. But um, if this was like in a cage setting, I, I could take both of them at the same time. If it was cage setting, MMA rules, I could easily, you know. So as much as I love them, they know that. They know. Deep down, deep down inside, there's that there's that little bit where they're like, Psh, yeah, right. Like they kind of think that they they have the edge on me, but a little bit of jujitsu, man, a little bit of that tenth planet. That's 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 all they need to get a get a taste of, and then that's it. So, do you actually train under Eddie? Uh, not under Eddie, no. But um, one of his disciples. Yeah, yeah. I was training for a while at Tenth Planet Burbank, uh, and Blue Dragon Martial Arts is the name of the. I guess the the dojo over there, and Jared Carlston is one of the trainers over there. Uh, Jimmy, I don't know his other name, but a uh, bunch of great trainers. And Alan Joban does the the Muay Thai, the the kickboxing over there, and he's a UFC fighter, former Versace model, one of the nicest guys on the planet. You know, talk Just, about winning the genetic lottery. Like I'm a former model and an MMA fighter. Yeah, <laughs> at, the current model, probably still modeling, and yeah. Not only that, but he's incredibly nice, super patient and cool teacher. And like, so it's like you want to find a reason to hate that guy because you're just like, he has everything, you know, you, you're, you're, you kind of look at him with that lens of like, ah, oh, man, like he's kind of everything a man wants to be, right? Like, you're like, you want to be, locks, you wanna the- be super sexy and be able to kick the fuck out of people's asses, right? Right. And, I'm sure in the locker room, you're like, does he have a little dick? Come on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. At it's least got, hug better than It's got to be something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but anyway. I'm not, I don't mean to do it for that you have a little dick. Please yeah, right. don't kill me. Yeah, Alan. No, no. If this gets out to you, please. He knows. The, the respect and love I have for that man is, uh, is definitely endless. But point is, yeah, not only that, he's incredibly kind and super nice. So it almost makes you hate him a little more. You're just like, fuck, why do you have to be so nice? I wish you were a dick. That way I could not like you. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's kind of just everybody. You know, I'm sure he has some people in his life that he looks at like that where he's just like, fuck, super envious of or, you know, w- strives to be that kind of uh, that person. That's it's it's. Almost every, they talk about like the <laughs> women's unfair beauty standards or whatever. And then there's that meme that's like, this is he, man. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's kind of that same thing where it's like we have that, you know, grew up watching fucking pro wrestlers and fighting and martial arts and just like loving all that stuff. You know what I mean? So that was always kind of like the, you know, comic books, etc. That's your, uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> your uh, male standard uh, of physical beauty for you. Right. Hulk Hogan is 24 inch pythons. Yeah. Well, you know what? At least Hulk Hogan, uh, he gives hope that people, you know, bald dudes with mustaches can really just, they can still be attractive to people because he rocked the weird skullet too. You know what I mean? It wasn't just bald. Like there's, there's, there's a way to rock that bald look and, and the mustache and make it look good. You know, Tony Levin back in the day, bass player, King Cribs and all that stuff. He really rocked that look. But, um, yeah, our boy did not. Yet, adored by millions. And he still has the extensions. He still has the extensions. And he said the N-word a bunch. 
and people still like him. It's like he's kind of forgiven. And what's really funny is after that whole thing went down, there was like a bunch of autograph signings because like he wasn't doing any. He'd been let go from WWE, etc. And uh, there was a bunch of autograph signings, etc. And like a lot of pictures with black dudes. And I was like, that's such a strange thing. Like, I, did, did they not hear about it, or do they just like choose to ignore it, or do they like forgive him? Or do they like agree with him or like what's going on there? Like there's a weird kind of thought process that's going on. And, and a lot of the modern cats have come out and publicly apologize or uh, not publicly apologized, but like said that he apologized to them. And, uh, you know, they kind of talked, talked stuff out and they forgave him, you know? So it's like, okay, that's cool. That's a positive thing that at least people were able to kind of speak their peace to him and, and he's, kind of learning and listening and understanding about that but man that's it's a pretty hardcore situation it is but this is america if you're famous enough you can get away with anything yeah yeah you know the big one uh the big one that really freaked me out the most is chris brown it's like you can legitimately beat the fuck out of a woman like really badly and then like people still like your music it's it's totally okay. It's like, oh, whatever, you know what I mean? Women will still want to be with him. Yeah. Oh, no, he's he, he seems like he's totally forgiven. Like he's still just as big as he's ever been, right? Like it that it probably only affected his sales mildly for a little while and then he just he seemed to bounce back perfectly and I was like, "Oh, for sure he's done." And I was so stoked cuz I'm not the biggest fan of his music, so I was like, "Ah, oh, finally, that's one more for the bricks, you know what I mean?" And then um no, you can't kill Chris Brown, I guess. No. There's definitely some women out there like, oh, I want to be with him. He's dangerous. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's that's another big thing that we uh, could definitely get into is uh, the whole like fantasizing about a violent man thing. It's like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> I, I, I guess everybody has their thing because you know what? I kind of like violent chicks. I like girls who are a little edgy. You know what I mean? I like the dominatrix type girl. You know what I mean? I'm kind of into that. Not not one hundred percent. Like obviously, there's there's a lot. You're not paying for dom sessions. No way. No. I, I first of all, I can't afford that shit. That shit's expensive as hell. Trade drum lessons for it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey. Um. So, uh, would you be interested in like uh, doing some weird stuff for me if I taught you this sick beat? Like that's gonna work. It might. You <laughs> never know. You know, I I love your optimism. <laughs> I re- I really do. I mean, if you put it out there. What's the worst thing that happened? They say no. You're right back where you started. See, I figure I could just find a girl that's into me, and then can you know express that freakier side of myself. And usually, a lot of chicks are open and, and kind of into exploring sexuality. At least I've found, um, you know, they're into kind of trying new things. And I'm not into like super far out there stuff. And not only that, I'm not like into anything that really involves like something that's fucking up your life. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm into like really brutally choking girls, which like some girls like being really brutally choked. And yes, they do. Call me. Like, into it. Yeah, exactly. And some people can do that. I, for some reason, do not have that in my bone. I could choke out every member of my band for sure. No problem. You know what I mean? But like, I I'm hoping that won't be sexual. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, you know, uh, there's always an aspect of it that's sexual. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny, too. I've, like, taught, like, uh, female friends of mine, like, hey, like, just in case, like, you get into, like, some weird positions, like, shit like that. Like, this is how, like, if if there's some weird guy shit going on, this is how you choke somebody out, et cetera. And they'll be like, all right, now try it on me. And, like, 
they're showing it to me and they're like, wow, like I got really excited from that. And I was like, yeah, me too. Oddly enough, you know what I mean? We both got stoked on. Are that you point. trying to hide your erection at that point? Just like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like we're standing outside of a bar, just like choking each other out. You know what I mean? But, um, anyway, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't have that muscle in my bot. Like I, it, I'm like, so like super gentle, you know, like I'm, I'm a total pussy about it. Do you but, ever roll with women? Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I've rolled with girls. And that's, I feel like that's different because that's like competition, you know what I mean? And it's part of the sport. It's part of like learning and doing this whole thing. It's not like I'm in love with this girl and I'm like, because for me, it's or not necessarily in love, but like, you know, feeling love for this girl at this moment, right? At this moment in time. I think the word you're looking for is lust. Yeah, right. Let's say <laughs> lust. Yeah, that's that's a little more accurate. And um, you know, it's it's like more romantic to me. It's more like about uh pleasing and kind of, you know, being uh being sensual, you know. I'm I'm much more of a Barry White type lover. I'm I'm a new jack swing, you know. We can get it on, but please don't be too late. Something like that. No, we can spend the night. That's how I go. See? It's two, one and a half shots of tequila and two sips of beer already, and I'm, I'm already feeling it. 20 minutes into the show. This is going to be a good one. So there's never yeah. any arousal while you're rolling? No, no, no. But when I was younger, I was on the wrestling team, and there was one girl on the wrestling team, and we were both... Uh, the same like weight class so they always paired us together and it was there was definitely some strange moments where it was like you're 11 years old and just you have raging hard-ons non-stop anyway not only that but you're like hip locking a girl and doing all this stuff it was, you know it, it got a little weird at times for sure you ever look her up on facebook like for old time's sake no oh man yeah that that would be a little intense i don't, I don't think there was anything there really because I wasn't super attracted to her either. It's not like she was the hottest girl. She was a girl who was in wrestling. And at that time, it wasn't like there was a bunch. There was one. You know what I mean? There wasn't a bunch of babes. It's not like nowadays where it's like it's cooler to be a girl who fights or who wrestles. It's not like you're wrestling Misha Tate. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. That, That would be a serious problem. And that would probably be a serious problem at any gym. You know what I mean? But luckily, all the girls I roll with... They're nice girls. They're beautiful girls, but they're just not my type. You know what I mean? So uh, there, there's no issue there. It's just, it's just rolling. And also, I'm so in the zone, and I'm, ugh, I'm so passionate about it, and I, I love that so much. I'm not, I can't even. My mind doesn't even go there, you know. But yeah, uh, it, at other times, it definitely does, and I, I, I don't mind uh, getting the old choke ski from a girl. You know what I mean? Why not? So when you really come into some real money off this album. You're going to start paying girls to wrestle you? There's those doms that do wrestling fetish. <sighs> you know what's really weird is I'm super into... I, I, I love pro wrestling, number one. And then there's a bunch of hot wrestling babes now like and that are good at wrestling, you know what I mean? But I don't want them to wrestle me, you know what I mean? I just I want them to do the colossal tussle with me in the uh, bedroom, you know what I mean? That's, that's the idea. I don't need to be put in arm bars. I'm not one of those guys. I don't need to be punched in the stomach. I don't need to be suplexed. I don't need to be a camel clutched. No, no thanks. You know what I mean? And by all means, if you're whatever people are into, I'm trying to really not be into kink shaming nowadays. You know what I mean? No, I'm, I'm super into anti kink shaming. However, I have my kink limits, right? Well, I'm just trying to 
figure out what those limits are. Oh yeah, then that's what it's all about. You know, we just met and we're already getting into my limits, so it's pretty pretty interesting. Cuz you know like one of the girls that was on Glow, like the original Glow back in the day, does that for a living these days, right? Oh, that totally makes sense. That that, that doesn't surprise me at all. And a lot of girls uh who are in the independence do that stuff. A lot of girls and guys do what's called custom matches, which is a really big thing and these people are legitimate wrestlers or on their way to being etc and they go into a gym when it's like closed down and they do like people request the matches you know they request different moves or they'll they'll write the story out etc they pick the performers what kind of match it is if it's a tag team blah, 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 like all this stuff it's it gets pretty intense so it's it's funny because like yeah i, I have like the massive wrestling fandom and then like obviously i love porn because i'm a man uh, and so seeing those two worlds cross is like, it's so strange, but it's rule 34, you know, everything is, everything has become porn at this point. It has. Yeah. And when we get off here, I have to show you a picture of me suplexing China in a hotel room at like 7am. Is This is 100% legitimate. Yeah. The, the China. The China. Not while, black China, whatever. No, like chick. The China while she was working for Vivid. I met her at Exotica, New Jersey. Sorry, I got a burp. No worries. Met her at Exotica, New Jersey, when she first got into porn. Okay. Her, I, and a friend ended up after the after after party going back to my room, continuing to drink till the Continental Breakfast opens. And she had the bright idea of like, I'm gonna teach you guys how to suplex. Damn. That how loaded was she? She was a little loaded, and I feel really bad about it because she had been sober up until that night. Yeah. Oh man. Like I feel like I, I may have killed China. <laughs> Damn, bro, because I was going to say, at the point that you start trying to suplex random guys in your hotel room, that's it's that's not a point of sobriety. No, well, sure. she, she's asking me and my buddy, like, so are you guys male talent? Oh, man, bro. She wanted to see what kind of hog you were packing, bro. Oh, she did. Oh. She absolutely did it. Nice. At one point in Exotica, Miami, which happened after this, China comes into the party and makes like, a hard 45-degree turn to come sit on my lap. Nice. A couple friends of mine, directors, a couple performers, like, we will take up a $2,000 collection if you fuck China right now. Damn, bro. And? I turned it down. I've never wanted to be male talent. Part of me kind of regrets that now. Yeah, right. I would have taken the... As a, as a kid growing up, you know, any of those... Re- well, it depends on what kind of status she was. China in her prime, totally. I, I would be all about. Like, Sunny in her prime, the hottest ever. Sunny in the porn video that we all saw. Very disappointing. Very sad. And if anybody who saw Sunny Side Up, not to really plug that movie, but if you're a fan of pro wrestling and you remember the mega babe Sunny, just you know, do your favorite. If if you're listening to this and you don't know who I'm talking about, check her out because she was so beautiful. She was like the the most picturesque, like the ideal woman of that mid early to mid nineties kind of blonde. But she was stacked. She had great legs, great ass, great boobs, great everything, right? She wasn't just like, you know, Sable was a little too plastic for me. I wasn't a fan of Sable. Tori Wilson was. Tori, well, Tori was amazing. But this was before all that, right? This was before that era of Tori and Trish and Stacey Keebler, number one. Miss Hancock in WCW. Yes. Oh, my God. And she was like so young then, too. It was crazy. They were both, her and Tori were both like. 19 20 21 when they were starting out in wcw and that's really crazy to think about like where i was mentally at that time 
if I was to be in WCW in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, just how wild of a fucking time that must have been. The locker room must have been hell for them. Yeah. Well, apparently I heard, number one, they were super cool chicks, and I, I, I feel like they were pretty respected, or they were just... They were kind of off and did their own thing. I didn't hear about them getting bullied as much as like Sonny had heat in the locker room because she was a bitch. And so they fucked with Sonny. You know what I mean? Well, I'm not saying necessarily they would be fucked with, but dudes definitely made a go at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, you know, you got to think when she, but she was with David Flair, which let's, let's give that man a round of applause for really batting over his average on that one. Right. Skinny, lanky ass David Flair. Jesus Christ, dude. David Flair, the one who makes me depressed to be a second generation anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, at least Charlotte's doing something now. No, no, not only that, but I David Flair was with Stacy Keebler, so end of story. He he won in my book. That was it. Good for you. You 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 did it. You know what I mean? Oh my god, you, I just you, realized you George can, Clooney is his Eskimo brother. Yeah, absolutely. George Clooney had his sloppy seconds. Right. And then George Clooney dumped Stacy Keebler, which is like mind-blowing that that's even a possibility that anybody could dump her. But, you know, I guess at one point, somebody's sick of your shit. You know what I mean? At any time, right? Well, to be fair, George Clooney has a whole team behind him being like, George, you can do better. Yeah, right. And... I think she wanted to have a kid, and then he didn't want a kid. But then didn't he have a kid with the new chick? Or is the new knows? chick is very impressive. Yeah, you know what? By all means, good on him. They're they're both happy. I think Stacy's married and had a kid and did, did everything she wanted to do. So it's all good. You know, they had their time. But it was really funny to think that they kind of met and were an item like the the wrestler and the uh, super fucking movie star, a lister. You know what I mean? But. Uh, that gives me hope, you know, that maybe one day I'll marry a wrestling girl. Yeah, Stacy does have one daughter. Yeah, see, she figured it out. She got what she wanted. She wanted that kid, man. And you got to understand that it's just like uh, old John Cena and Nikki Bella. She wanted the kid. Couldn't couldn't be with old uh, Big Match John anymore, you know. But cheers to both of them finding love. Right. And At least cheers, temporarily. Cheers to my future wrestling, babe. Wherever you are, I love you. Hey, you're a rock and roller. 17, 18 years, you could be hooking up with Stacy's daughter. You know, I've gotten pretty close. Not with, St- not with Stacy's daughter at whatever three years old she is right now or some shit. But um, there's a... There's, four. She's four. Yeah. I was close. I was close. See, I'm already counting. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm counting down. No, um... I, uh, I've, I've definitely hooked up with a couple wrestling chicks. And then all, there was one that was super legitimate that I like almost went out with. We were like chatting, DMing each other on Instagram for a long time. And she was even like making copycat videos of like, like I would like post a story and she would like do the same thing. It was like, it was getting like, like this girl likes me. Like this is, we're, we're going to make this happen. And then like, it was just like delays delays were happening she was in florida i'm in la you know we couldn't really get together and then when she finally came to la by the time she was there we hung out for a little bit at one of her shows but she was in and out she didn't have time to really like go out and then uh next time i talked to her she was already dating another wrestler i was like oh that's a bummer it was so sad and i was like man that guy's like five eight two what the hell 
not that not to height shame i got mad love for my short brothers or brothers under any you know what what is considered average height like my boy jack bass player for fact pattern i got mad love for him and i feel the pain because some people are heightists and that's not cool now i i did not mean to have a heightist statement guys i redact my heightist statement i don't like the guy that she's dating because she is dating him. let's face it <laughs> i know I, I know the truth your jealousy looks better in a singlet Oh, absolutely. He 100% looks better than me. Yeah, period. You know, just in in his form. But it's way easier to be that jacked when you're that short. You know what I mean? Like, we probably weigh about the same. But I, it's all stretched out on me, so I'm not looking as wide, you know? Not like looking like a human fire plug? Yeah, I'm not looking like a small Mr. Olympia. You know what I mean? I'm looking more like a uh, string bean. <laughs> but it works. <laughs> it works. Don't worry. Wrestling ladies, if you're hearing this, slide into those DMs. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be a wrestling lady either. Just ladies slide into those DMs, not to sound desperate or anything, but DMs are always open. The box, the inbox is always uh, open to requests. So, how is it dating as you know a second-generation celebrity here in L.A.? It absolutely does not affect me whatsoever. <laughs> I've maybe met two girls that I've like gone out with or dated like one girl I dated actually there there was a couple there was a couple that knew who he was but it was never like a contributing factor you know what I mean it's never been that and then not only that but that's like three out of you know a handful I would say three out of at least as many as I can count on two hands and uh, for the audio audience he's actually going to his toes he's trying to <laughs> I just, I've just been doing this over and over and over and over again. I'm not stopping. Um, but uh, yeah, point is, it's not like my dad's Tommy Lee, right? So it, there is that one aspect. Like there was one girl that found out about it and was like, oh my God, I know who your dad is. I won't say anything though. Like I'm, I don't want to make this weird, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, okay. Like it's it's not weird. Like she was like super overly cautious about it. You know, and then I've had others like, for the most part, nobody fucking knows. No, no girls that I'm dating know who Terry Bozio is. He's big amongst the music world and definitely the drum world. And some chicks that are in the music world know who he is for sure. There's that. But like Sally Walker walking down the street has no idea who Terry Bozio is. So it luckily does not affect me in that way. Some girls look at it kind of weird, like they kind of everybody does the google search now right especially when you have a name like rain and bozio oh, excuse me or just a name like rain because you can just google that right away and then it's like oh yeah you're, you are the first one that pops up yeah yeah if, if you're trying to be on tinder and bumble and be somewhat anonymous but still have your first name there good luck they're googling you so um they uh there's there's always that aspect of like hmm they kind of might look at it as oh you're like the son of a famous somewhat famous musician it, it it depends on what they take out of it right it depends on what they uh how much they look into it really but it's such a non-issue i would say for the most part i, I don't really worry about it good i'm good because the last thing i wanted some girl to be like oh yeah he's got money <laughs> yeah no that's definitely not the case that's the that's the other funny thing is my dad is famous but he's not rich you know what i mean and my family did good for ourselves for a while but i mean since i've been 18 i've been on my own 
and uh, I've definitely struggled a lot. I've definitely lived the lifestyle of a struggling artist, struggling musician. I've worked three jobs at many, many times, you know what I mean? To support uh, whatever kind of love and passion that I have to support because it's all about the music. You know? How many roommates do you have right now? Just one. and uh, That's successful in LA. It's, it's amazing. And not only that, but good, good friend of mine, Justin Hansen, drummer for Three Teeth, uh, which is another great industrial band. And, uh, you know, I kind of see three teeth as the corn to our limp biscuit you know what i mean they're they're kind of like the uh the upper peers they're the senpais you know what i mean kind of kind of looking up to those guys and really uh digging what they've done and what they've been able to accomplish in their time uh as as a band and justin just joined the group a little while ago but uh we became friends shortly after that and uh we just hit it off immediately We're both into martial arts he trains with eddie at 10th planet downtown um we're both into mortal Kombat video games you know all the same music we're both huge danny carey and thomas hawk fans and you know drum nerds and uh food fans you know so we it's it's like hetero life mate shit you know what i mean found found my boy we're we have an amazing place in north hollywood absolutely love it uh just moved in a couple months ago and uh zero complaints so far and that's awesome living with another drummer because they're not gonna get pissed off about you practicing uh yeah absolutely we have the v drum kit in the living room you know what i mean <laughs> it's like not only that but we're setting up the mats and we're gonna have our own jujitsu school you know run running out of the apartment soon enough but uh jujitsu school <laughs> is that how you're gonna invite the ladies over like yeah right it's been a quite a crazy wild uh ride at the jujitsu school over at cortina <laughs> but uh, anyway um you know what's funny too is that uh i just lost my train of thought i know i i know i can see the arousal at the thought of bringing ladies over to roll in your apartment yeah i just <laughs> derailed I, I had a flashback i had a crazy flashback when you when you said that so try i'm trying to move forward now oh no 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 what is this flashback uh i, I can't tell you what that is oh come on it's it's many flashbacks. It was just many moments since I've moved into that new place. Many women have graced. <laughs> you know, it's been it's been pretty successful. You know, I am a young single gentleman, and uh, I'm playing the field as of right now. You know what I mean? Uh, nobody has uh, locked my heart down as of yet, uh, and uh, everything uh, has been going really well for me lately. That's that's all I can say. No one's tapped you out. Yeah, not not yet, you know, but um I'm I'm always willing, you know, I'm getting a little bit older. I'm I'm 29 now. Oh, you old man, you. Yeah, well, you know, I feel I I'm feeling it. I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to feel the maturity, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Drink more. It'll go it'll fade. Yeah, exactly. And and to that I will say I'm down to find the right lady and spend a little bit more time with her, but uh, as of late, it's been a lot of uh, just great, great hangouts and uh, great time spent with a lot of great women. How many of them are in various different ports on the road? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, since I haven't been touring very much, you know, we just did this little Southwest run, and uh, that didn't turn out to be very successful. You know, sometimes you think the road is just going to be like you're going to be killing it every day. But uh, it was pretty brutal out there. It was pretty pretty dry, I have to say. 
Oh, that's that's just depressing. I know, you poor musician. You weren't getting laid out on the road. What's <laughs> what are we gonna do? You're not wearing enough makeup. Where's, that's why. Where's the GoFundMe account for you not getting banged <laughs> on the road? Right, we're gonna start a GoFundMe so you can get that dom. <laughs> yeah, right. I can get different sessions in every city. You know what I mean? Different. I'll, I'll look them up online. It'll loosen you up for the road. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, absolutely. Well, no, I think it'll just make me angrier. I'll, I'll just be mad at my bandmates now because I'll be all beat up and pissed. I'll just be like, oh, God. I've been getting my balls stomped in by some high heels all fucking night. No. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, girls, if you meet me, do not stomp on my balls ever. Please stay far away. <laughs> Whatever you do. Get that not... consent first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We. Uh, that's That's something I would like to get into. Consent forms. I think we need to really adapt more consent agreements in the modern era because we're running into a lot of brick walls, running into a lot of fucked up situations, and a lot of people are getting canceled, wrongfully so. A lot of people that I feel uh, are not guilty are getting wrongfully accused. And uh, while there are plenty of scumbags out there, trust me, men, we are the worst. I know all about it. And I am in full support of a lot of these shitheads getting, you know, executed as they should be, right? But with that, then becomes the greed, right? Then becomes the pull. And then you're thinking, oh, like, let's take a little more. And it just gets out of hand. So we got to have a consent agreements. Bands, if you're listening to this right now, get your consent agreements set up. Uh, all future uh, children, all future venereal diseases, everything will be accounted for. You know, have have your attorney write something up. You'll you'll be good to go. Real quick, who do you think was wrongfully canceled? <sighs> All right, this is a controversial. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's one almost one beer, ladies and gentlemen, burped out of me. Um, I think Louis C.K. was wrongfully canceled. I think he got he got busted for some BS. From what I've heard. That people were kind of in his circle or at least knew him. It, it seemed like he was not as guilty as as everybody made him out to be, right? You know, I I feel like I'm sure there was probably some instances where there was a fine line, but I feel like there was a lot of consent involved. I feel like there was a lot of asking, you know what I mean, from, from what I had heard, but I wasn't there. You know, none of us were there, so how can we really say? Only the people who were there can talk about it. And there were some people that were part of it and they were like, yeah. He asked me to jerk off in front of him, and I said, "Sure, you know, like." Go. Or he asked if I could, if he could jerk off in front of me, and I said, "Sure, you know." And they didn't give a shit. And also, I think it was before he was really popular. And really no, he was doing too. it up until recently. Oh, he was okay. Well, there you go. But either way, I feel like he like the rug really got swept underneath him, you know. And I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm sure there's an element of creepiness. I'm sure there's an element of weird control and and you know, uncomfortability with some people, but I'm such like, he's one of those guys. I'm such a fan of his art. Like it, he would have to do worse in order for me to be like, all right, I, you're canceled for me. You know what I mean? So I just feel so bad for those women. They had to see his little red pubes. I know. Yeah. He, I, he talks about how unattractive he is all the time. And I could imagine what he looks. I think he actually did like a nude scene in one of his shows like lucky louie i'm pretty sure he did i think it was just his ass <laughs> it, it, which it, is yeah. enough it's yeah. enough yeah yeah definitely not an attractive man uh but you know 
got to get it where you can. I guess that's that's one <laughs> one place where his talent kind of was able to make up for his looks in order to trick some people into getting locked into a room to jerk off with him. I don't know. Who fucking knows? But uh, I will say this. My Lord and Savior, Joe Rogan, uh, the Oprah for men, uh, has gone on to defend Louis quite a bit as of late and has his side of the story, what he's picked up on it, has seemed to be pretty solid and pretty consistent. And uh, it seems like he really got kind of fucked. Like he wasn't, he didn't seem like a Bill Cosby to me. You know what I mean? He didn't, he doesn't seem like a predator to me. Uh, I think Louis' big crime is he didn't read the room properly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, stand up joke, everybody. It's a stand up joke. I, I'm being serious. I mean, yes, it's a stand up joke, but yeah. he, he really didn't read the room properly. It's like, hey, can I masturbate in front of you? Uh, okay, sure. Yeah. It, yeah, what are you going to say to that? That's one of those things. Especially when this person is potentially signing your yeah. checks. Because yeah. one of the people he masturbated in front of, he was executive producing her show. Mm, yeah, that's a little hardcore. See, I, I, that's another thing that is a big problem with me. Guys, I will admit it. Looking into the camera right now, ignorance is a big part of my life. There's a lot of stuff I do not know about. And I will just go off being like, oh, well, this is what I've heard. So this is kind of like my you know, side of the story or what I've been able to gather from the story. And not always is it 100% correct or is it 100% true. I'm always willing to hear more sides of stories and listen to and take those into account, right? You know, that's, I think, and that's part of what makes at least a somewhat tar- tolerable human being is somebody who's willing to listen to the other side and maybe change their mind, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Hell, there was a point where I was like, Harvey Weinstein wasn't wrong. There was a point. Damn. Well, okay, hear me out. This is before everything came out. And I early on, super early. Super early. And I'm one hundred percent if you're willing to give it up to Harvey Weinstein for a multi million dollar career, there's nothing wrong with that. What I felt was wrong was the fact that Harvey was ruining people that would turn him down. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Oh. That that's the fucked up part. But if you're like, yeah, I will let him slang that dick to make me a superstar. Yeah, oh, I think the whole thing is fucked up. I think he's fucked up in general. He just seems very, he, you know, that's the difference between him and Louie, right? Like, this guy was really sexually interacting with them, like, forcing himself upon them, like, doing this fucking shit. And he was more predatory. It was like, Louie was doing this weird shit and getting off. And, like, these women were kind of part of the, like, you know... They're more the of an chain. audience than participating. Y- yeah, exactly. And you know, although that can definitely be traumatizing, and I'm not going to you know, try and lessen little, that. Little red pubes, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to try and lessen that at all. I would say I would definitely, if it would make my music career the way that some people's acting careers might have been made by said sexual activities, I probably would engage in some shit. I, I probably would. If it was, it was for these amounts of money... For sure, because I've I've been offered some shit, but it's for definitely not enough. Money. Oh, what have you been offered? Oh, I uh, I've been offered to do some gay porn for not a lot of money, or like just like solo scenes and shit like that for just way too little. Well, what's like, wrong with the solo scene for a little bit of loot? Oh, it's it's not enough loot. It's not enough loot for my pride, and then also there's that one aspect. How does that hurt your pride? <laughs> Dudes want you. 
Yeah, for sure. Oh, I, I know dudes want me. I've known dudes have want me for a long time. And that's another thing we can get into is dudes are absolute fucking predators. I've been molested by dudes. I've been molested by multiple dudes and it's fucked up. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? So like I said, I'm with everybody and fuck men. Like we're the worst. Absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah. A, a lot of us are, but not, no, no, we all are, but not, no, no. Cause not all of us should be vilified. Not all of us should be especially cisgendered white straight males like you're you're fucked nowadays you're you're fucked if you go into an oscar party you know what i mean you're the you're the enemy like it's it's a, it's a weird thing and i'm not trying to be like oh boo hoo i'm a fucking straight white male like my fucking life is so miserable or anything like that but it is you're starting to see that shift of like you're just getting blamed for being you like i'm i i will i'll just i i can't be myself without just you're at fault for that you know and that's fucked up and by all means we deserve it i know all of the fucked up shit that white men have been doing straight or otherwise or men period you know what i mean men have always been doing fucked since up recorded shit. history yeah absolutely absolutely it has it has not stopped and probably since before recorded history but we're fucking animals and this is unfortunately where we are luckily some of us like you and i were civilized we're you know Kind of civilized, kind of. I risk being canceled almost every week, so. I mean, but you're, you're on a podcast, so how can they cancel you? I know, that's the best part. Exactly. Fuck them. Fuck, fuck people. Fuck the cancel culture. That's, that's something that's really miserable. This James Charles shit. Like, I, don't, I shouldn't even know who this guy is. I don't. Yeah, he, he's a makeup boy from fucking YouTube. He's just some gay makeup guy who did some, he like posted a rival company's product from his friend who like broke him into the business and then she went like cried and was like how dare he post this he betrayed me this is all influencer drama dude the fact that i know what an influencer is even really upsets me like this whole thing the fact that i know too much about like i already know way too much about this well it's theoretically good marketing that's the thing, and and now he I, he's actually going to be able to make a comeback. There's a lot of people who've been canceled, rightfully so. <laughs> like there's another guy recently who got canceled, Pro Jared, who's like this gaming YouTuber who like cheated on his wife with this other girl and then was sending nudes and getting nudes from underage like fans of his. And he's a video game streamer. And this guy is an absolute fucking nerd. You and I, we're like fucking Mark. Wahlberg and Brad Pitt next to this fucking guy. Whoa, I don't want to be Mark Wahlberg. He kind of beat a man. Yeah, right? How fucked up is that shit, too? Not a lot of people think about that or, or bring that up. That just kind of got swept under the rug, Well, because right? this is America. If you are famous enough, you can get away with anything. Michael Vick did dogfighting. Yeah, yeah, and he's still, like, <laughs> a very very appreciated quarterback. He's making millions of dollars in the NFL. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like the dog fighting's worse than anything else. Yeah, it's it's miserable, man. All that shit, dude. Any between the dog fighting, between the Chris Brown, the R. Kellys, like these there's some real fucking scumbags out there. The Aaron Hernandez, is that the guy who killed his wife and shit? And then killed, killed himself in jail. Wife. Yeah, like there's there are some truly fucked up famous people. And People like fucking Whitney Houston or Bobby Brown or whatever the fuck went on with that whole thing where they were so drug addicted that they allowed their daughter to become so neglected and their daughter died when she was really fucking young. You know what I mean? Like all that shit. Super fucked up. Don't get me wrong. Bobby Brown. 
that. Teddy I mean, they doomed that kid from that the beginning. Teddy Riley shit is my jam. Any Teddy Riley produced Bobby Brown stuff, ain't nobody bumping around. Well, what else? Uh, just all the Don't Be Cruel album. That is fucking absolute genius, beautiful, uh, perfect music. I'm a big New Jack Swing guy. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so, but some Black he, Street. He. Did did you see that picture that the video of him picking up the coke during the MTV performance? No, dude, he played the Ghostbusters song, uh, whatever the fuck it was called. So I guess we're going to have to take control. I don't know what the song exactly was called, but um, he played it on some MTV show. His bag of coke falls out of his pocket while he's dancing on stage and he's fucking dancing he's doing this shit and he like does this weird bend over movement and picks up the bag of coke and like does this and walks over and like puts it in his pocket all smooth like nobody like nobody like he's done this a hundred times yeah dude and it's like okay first of all how hardcore is your life to where bags of coke are falling out of your pocket while you're playing secondly you couldn't have like one of your boys hold on to your coke that's how serious the 80s was you couldn't because if you gave all that coke to one of your boys, he would have fucking scooped some of that shit. And he was such a paranoid fucking cokehead that he's like, can't have that. Gotta, gotta have my stash on. I can't literally walk onto stage without my stash. I don't have my beeper. I don't have my wallet. But I got this little fucking eight ball right now. I got baby. my medicine. I got Dude. That's and that's some fucked serious up. shit. When your employees, you can't even trust your employees to hold your coke. <laughs> well, look at Mike Tyson, bro. Mike Tyson had that fucking problem for a long time. Mike Tyson, probably MC Hammer had to deal with the same shit. But when you get that that group of people, you get that entourage, there's always some scumbags. And and they're always like your friend. It's like your cousin. Your cousin is stealing money from you or some shit. You know what I mean? It's something really weird. It's always the guy you, you don't Dan fucking Dan Cook's expect. brother ripped him off. Yeah, man. A lot of people's fucking brothers ripped them off. That, that's like a weird thing. That's a weird thing in... in uh, like celebrity culture or you know pop culture that uh what what would you call it fraternal side right <laughs> and then did that ruin dane cook's career or what 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 happened to dane cook oh dane's still performing quite I, a bit but. i know i know he's still performing but like he went from madison square garden like fucking arenas he went to like Ke- he, he was kevin hart he was the kevin hart for white people basically at one point and then he just money legal problems i mean he's still out there he's still getting it but yeah and he the amount of money that got stolen from it is insane he yeah. got more money stolen from than i'm gonna see in my lifetime oh god and that's from your brother Right? Could you imagine? Oh my! Let's see. I don't have a brother, but I have a lot of friends that are like brothers that I've known, you know, since I could remember, and that we're just we we have that bond. As we're, we're probably closer than a lot of brothers, right? And uh, I could never imagine them doing anything like that. You know what I mean? Let alone your blood, like. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm sure there's some you, you fucking could, jealousy you, there. You couldn't ask. You couldn't be like, hey, Dane, you're a multi-fucking millionaire. Like, kick kick me down a couple hundred grand. Like, how can I help? What can we do 
to make me some fucking money right now. Well, I'm, I'm sure dying. he was paying him. I'm, I'm sure he wasn't like, hey, manage me for nothing, bro. Yeah, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, what, what, what is your deal? Like, why you can't negotiate? You know, like, no, you just gotta embezzle. You just gotta take that fucking money. I'm sure he was. I'm sure of his weird jealousy, brother. Yeah, it's, weird jealousy. Like, oh, you know, we came out of the same fucking womb. We got the same genetics. Why is he playing Madison Square Garden and I'm doing his books? Dude, real talk. There was a lot of that with uh, my dad and his brother for a long time. You know, my dad and his brother fucking hated each other. They would fight all the time. And it was always it was just constant misunderstandings. Now they're like closer than ever. But it took them 60 fucking something. My dad's almost 70. You know what I mean? And only in the past however many years has he started to get along with his brother again, you know, and that's that's some family shit but it is what it is like that's that's part of life that's part of people's lives nobody fucking knew and and there was always that thing like his brother is a really uh, successful guy he's some sort of doctor does something i barely fucking know him that's how crazy it is that's how you know kind of uh fucked up their relationship was for so long i have two cousins one that is really close to my age and one that's uh, the one that's close to my age is super similar to me in so many ways. We like so many of the same uh, bands, you know what I mean? We, we're kind of similar growing up. We're both into like, you know, skateboarding and all that shit. And just, it, it, it's so weird to see the parallels and we couldn't talk to each other, didn't know each other because just because they're, our dads were, you know, not getting along with each other. And it was so silly. And now they're like super tight. They're always texting each other and joking he's sending like texts to my dad being like uh giving him concepts for sketches and then my dad's drawing them out and sketching them out and like it's it's really cute and and awesome to kind of see that now yeah they're together and they fucking got it together but it's th- there was always that thing where he was kind of looking at terry as oh you know this guy's the rock star and he's so respected and loved and and you know idolized and and I'm not. And so he was very bitter for a long time. Like I said, I I still have never met the guy. I just really yeah, wow. I just met my cousin a couple years ago, uh probably 4 years ago when I was I played a show in Tijuana and on the way back to Tijuana, you know, we'd become friends on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. And um I was like, "Hey man, I'm going to be coming through San Diego." And he actually knew a mutual friend of ours who lived in San Diego too, this amazing photographer friend of mine, Carrie. And so it was just one of those weird small world things where it's like, oh, you know my fucking cousin that I've never met in my life. You know what I mean? One of these weird things. The guy who has the same last name as me, not not a very common last name. There's not there's not a lot, a lot a whole lot of bozios walking around. And um, yeah, we finally got to meet. We had uh, brunch together, and it was like, ah oh, man, this is so cool. It sucks that we we're just now meeting each other. We could have been spending all this time together, whatever you know, but. It is what it is. That's just part of life sometimes. And, you know, with me, there's times when I haven't talked to my dad for months. There's times when I haven't talked to my mom for months, you know? There's times when I haven't talked to all sorts of people I love or care about for a long time. Because that's just, that's part of family. That's part of friendship. That's part of any relationship. Just, you know, living, right? Yeah, living. And sometimes people do fucking just grow apart. Yeah. You end up in different places in life. And, you know, hey... We had all this common shit together years ago, and you've moved on to other things in life. I'm, you know, I'm 38. I have a couple friends I talk to that I've known since childhood, but we are in such different places in life. One of my oldest friends has four fucking kids. Yeah, 
like has a nine to five, has four kids. I'm like, good catching up with you, man. But uh, we are in super different places in life. Oh yeah, same. But both my cousins, the same thing. Uh, My cousins were really close to me growing up on my mom, uh, my mom's sisters' children. Right? Uh, It was like they were my older brother and younger sister, and we spent so much time together. And then as soon as we kind of moved apart. My one cousin moved to St. Louis and then now Evansville, Indiana or some shit like South Indiana. Gross. Yeah. And she was like doing weird like construction planning shit, construction management. And then now she's taking the bar and becoming a lawyer because she's always been into studying and school and all that stuff, which is like. We couldn't be any more different because I fucking hate that shit. I've always been resting on my laurels, fucking riding that fucking genetic train of just like John Jones and everything, man. Just doing fucking, you know, this is a John Jonesism, not a Rain and Boseyism. Uh, doing coke, sandblasting hookers, and getting drunk at clubs before fights. You know what I mean? Like that's that's always been my kind of thing, and just relying on your natural talent. Where it's like I prayed to God while you're at it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what a lot of it has really been. You know, I've definitely put in the work. I've definitely practiced a lot. You know, there's there's no getting around having to practice and having to do that to get better. But so much of it is genetic. So much of it was passed down from my dad. Just like a lot of these second generation wrestlers, right? They have that talent. They can do it better than a lot of the guys who are first generation, quote unquote, wrestlers can do it, right? Or, or third generation, right? Like The Rock, one of the best. He was the first third generation wrestler, et cetera. And the funny part is they almost dropped him at one point. Yeah, he, he was a dud. He Rocky was an Maya absolute dud. His face push was a dud, just like Roman was for so many years. It took Roman getting cancer to get over. You know what I mean? Which is really fucked up. But that I think that is legitimately the reality of the situation was like, this guy had to get leukemia again in order for the fans to like him because he was just getting booed nonstop. They knew that he was handpicked and they could smell the bullshit. You know what I mean? If you can smell the bullshit, then it's like, all right, you're not going to fucking get the chance. Whereas like, if you just come real, you come original like three eleven. you know what I mean? That's what you got to do. My man, like S.A. Martinez, shout out church of S.A. church of Rogan church of S.A. Those are, those are the two churches that I, uh, were, and, the Church of Psilocybin and DMT and all that shit. Those those are those are some legitimate churches that people should be getting into. Speaking of which, I mean, you don't have to tell me on air. Do you have a line on a DMT vape pen? A line on the pen? Well, you can just get any vape pen. You get a ceramic vape pen, and then you put the DMT into that. Yeah, but I, I need it preloaded. I'm not... No, you you need to do it yourself. It doesn't come preloaded, baby. We ain't that lucky. God damn it. <laughs> it, it just psilocybin just got legalized in colorado right so we're we're getting there right we're making baby steps right weed is slowly getting legalized all over the place next is going to be mushrooms next is going to be acid mdma and uh dmt see i i don't give a fuck about weed but psilocybin i like yeah all all those things are important man all all those everything that i kind of mentioned are all kind of aspects of the psychedelic experience, right? In one way or another. Well, weed just puts me to sleep. Uh, yeah, and some people it does, but for... Uh, there's no way that's not getting on the mic. Oh, yeah, the mic got that. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I 
ladies and gentlemen, if you could see on the video, I totally blew away and it was still, it reverberated th through this place. So I apologize. Any uh, burp fetishes will absolutely love this video. <laughs> Just square cash them some money for yeah, it. Yeah, guys, you know, we could do that. I, I don't think I have that kind of talent, but there, that's, that's another crazy aspect of the world is like the pay me to do something weird that's not very sexual, but you get off on it sexually like the people who eat or like in, like stuffers right like all that stuff or like you know burping whatever you have it you know people will pay to see that shit it's so you're gonna crazy. start a whole line of topless drum drum videos you know once i get jacked enough absolutely but you see i i would not charge for that i would just give that to the people i i feel like shirtless drum videos are something that will repay me eventually right it's not something that I have to get like you like, like, like it's like the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? The Super Bowl, you don't pay to watch the Super Bowl. You watch the Super Bowl for free, right? You pay per view for some shit, but it's not going to get as many views as the Super Bowl, right? So just, let's, let's, let's have the live uh, drumming shirtless videos. Just be like the Super Bowl. Everybody gets to see them and the return investment will be good enough. You know, I don't know. I don't think the ads will be as good. <laughs> Yeah, well, it depends on what kind of ads there are. If there's ads for the uh, And Then We Drink podcast. Didn't even I mean? get the name right. Jesus. Oh, wait. Well, did, I, did I fuck it up? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, you, you had no intro, so how dare you? What you is knew that? what you were booked for. <laughs> what, what is it? And now we drink. And now we drink. See? And then we drink. And now we drink. That's a Chris Jerichoism, and one of my favorite things to do, too. If you really want to dog something, obviously, I didn't want to dog the and now we drink podcast. But if you want to dog something, you call something like I would call you Mark. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, Mark. Uh, you know, could you hand me that uh, bottle over there when I know your name is Matt? But just like that little twist, it's so subtle and it's so beautiful when when you can really pull it off. Just just a just a little forgetting of the name or forgetting of the whatever like the game of thrones you know just little shit like that or games of thrones you know that cracks me up like weird little subtle fucking with whatever the name should be but you got it wrong just fucking with the expectation a little it's it's just so fun it's it's like a perfect dig you know it's just <laughs> like like when uh chris jericho would call goldberg greenberg you know what i mean it's just like that's so perfect it's so good it's just right yeah speaking of goldberg jericho watching the rise and fall of wcw documentary bumped me out so much that goldberg refused to give him a real match yeah right that's kind of weird because i was a wcw mark in that era see i'm i i was an anti wcw when i got into wrestling it was stone cold that was what popped me off and it was like wcw was the competition so i didn't discover it until later on now, as a wrestling fan, I love it. I've I've rewatched so many Nitro. I'm up to like 99 on the Nitros right now on the network. I'm such a nerd. Guys, if you want me to never get laid again, let's post how much wrestling I watch and I'm into because it is way too much. See, for me, what happened was I was, you know, classic 80s WWF. And I don't even know how I ended up like watching Nitro at one point, but... Ended up on Nitro, and it was Chris Jericho, Goldberg's insane run. Just the storylines were better. They were giving away pay-per-view level shows, 
on Monday night, and that just did for me. And the Attitude Era was too cartoonish for me. Yeah. Like, Stone Cold was cool and all, but most of the other characters were way too cartoonish. The Ministry of Darkness never... Oh, see, I love. I I was all in on all that stuff. I was hook, line, and sinker. And then, alternatively, I thought WCW was like, "This is boring. I don't know who any of these fucking guys are. They don't have any characters. They're not cool. Like, whatever." It was so just like, "This this, this is some bullshit," you know. Now looking back, I love you know. There, I'm also ten years older than you. There, so yeah, yeah, I was. I was eight years old and had that kind of eight-year-old loyalty and mentality of like, this is what I want. This is my guy. Stone Cold is better than Goldberg and this and that, which obviously Stone Cold is better than Goldberg. But, you know, there were so many great WCW guys and WCW matches and, and angles. And, and so, I mean, it, it really pains me that it took me so long to figure out how great Ric Flair was because it wasn't until I was about 20 years old Till I really discovered the majesty of Ric Flair. And that's when my wrestling rebirth and, and regrowing of the love kind of began because I was like a 98 to 2001 guy. And then after that, it was like, all right, I had enough problems as it was. I was a goth kid. I, I was, you know, a musician. I was going to get beat up as it was. I didn't need to like wrestling too. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right, I kind of moved on. And they just bought WCW. They brought all these characters. It was too hard to take Invasion track. was the biggest botch ever. Yeah, yeah. They really fucked it up because they could have done it with the top stars. But unfortunately, because of the way the contracts worked, right, they couldn't do it with the top but stars. But even with the top stars that they did bring over, they misused them. They brought Kurt Angle and Stone Cold over to the WCW side. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> the Alliance. Stone Cold, great member of the Alliance for WCW and ECW. All that shit. Yeah, Stone Cold, who stunning Steve Austin was fired from WCW. Yeah, well, and that's another thing, too, man. How, how misused he was there. It's we, we could go on and on about wrestling and really not get ourselves laid tonight, but... Well, I... I'm not looking to get laid tonight because you're the only person here. So, oh, man, I was hoping that maybe we would get you. Like you, I mean, you like choking people. I like getting choked. Maybe we could figure something out. Sorry, you got the wrong parts. <laughs> no, yeah, that beard is a little too intense for me. I don't think I could handle it. See, what happened for me though was Starcade '98 happened, and I was just off the fucking WCW train. They ended Goldberg's run in the most bullshit way ever. Yeah, yeah, that that was really fucked up with the. The cattle prod, and then afterwards they had the finger poke of doom, all that stuff. I mean, I I know about that after the fact. I had no idea any of that shit was going on at yeah, the time. I watched that shit happen live. Yeah, that's crazy. And I was at like, fuck you, WCW, I'm out. I discovered ECW about the same time. And see, I heard of ECW and was I was a naysayer to every like anything that wasn't WWF. I couldn't get now. I love it all. I love everything. I love. Smoky Mountain Wrestling, you know, Jim Cornette's old promotion. I love New Japan, you know, whatever. All all these independent promotions that are great. It's cool that we have AEW is going to be tomorrow uh, a couple days from now. In Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah, the Double or Nothing, which is amazing, really something that's truly revolutionary in the wrestling industry and they're they're really going to change the landscape. So it's going to be interesting to see we're going to have another WCW and now that I am a fan of both kind of pro I, I mean 
AEW is seemingly going to have the stronger overall product, right? So it's going to be very interesting to see how these things play out. See, I'm, I'm not up on modern wrestling at this point. And real quick, shout out to Steve Vance and Andy Cruz, my former co-host and her current co-host on Going Over Podcast. They're going to be actually live at the AEW event, but this will sadly air after that. Oh. But if you see them, say hey. Yeah, give everybody a too sweet. Right. For me, what happened was, Got into ECW, but I had discovered MMA around that point too. And then the fact that MMA was real and MMA, you couldn't predict the finishes because it's fucking real. Yeah. See, it took it took pro wrestling to get me back into MMA, oddly enough. Like, I, I liked Pride. I really did like a lot of Pride stuff. Oh, I, Pride was amazing. Yeah, but I never got too into UFC. And had I known about Pancrase, I'm sure at the time I would have loved that. We're 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 going on, ladies and gentlemen. See now, now we're a beer and a half in, so so we're good. We're that's the proper amount of burps are coming out. Um, yeah, like I dug Pride, but I didn't dig UFC until the guys like Chael Sonnen came around and the Conor McGregor's, etc. Um. The, the, those were the people who drove me into it. Le, Leoto Machida, you know, when he had kind of that spectacular front kick finish, all that stuff. I, oh, when he put down Randy Couture? Yeah, that that was incredible, you know. And that that was that was one moment, and then really the moment that tied me in forever, which uh, was one of the best light heavyweight fights of all time. Jones versus Gustafson won. Uh, I was I had no idea who Gustafson was, but I just wanted to see. Who could take out John Jones? Because nobody could take this guy out. And still nobody can take this guy out. It's fucking crazy. Uh, so, uh, you know, I saw Gustafson put on the battle that he did. And, you know, being kind of having some uh, genetic ties to that part of the world, I felt like for my fellow countrymen, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, come on, Gus. Let's get it. The Vikings, you know, let's do this shit. And he really put on a hell of a performance. It sucks the second fight. He just got small. The second fight showed how much John did not give a fuck during the first fight. Well, not only that, it just showed how much John is able to download. That's the biggest thing because the the first two Cormier and uh, Gustafson fights, right? They both went to to decision. The second fights, he both ended them within the first second round. Well, and, I, and part and, of that is his download. Part of that is, oh, I'm gonna actually take this shit seriously. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 two of those crazy ass things. So, just imagine once I start taking drumming seriously, guys. One of these <laughs> days. One of these days. I might. I might actually decide. You know, but for right now, yeah, I'm just living the John Jones life because I could be practicing right now, but I'm drinking on a fucking podcast on a fucking Thursday night. You're marketing for your album exactly that that was my whole mentality into it you know i can write off all the ubers we're good to go i'm getting fucked up i knew because of the name of the podcast and shout out to our boy eddie torres who linked us up rock and roll beer guy podcast little plug ski for him fuck yeah yeah and another wrestling fan just all out homie he was telling me to do this show and i was like okay cool perfect let's let's make it happen and uh we worked out just the right time and when I found out it was the and now we drink podcast, I was going to get fucked up because I have to teach tomorrow. I have to teach some people, but I don't have to do that to like 
the afternoon. I got plenty of time to just be hungover. I, I got time to puke. Like, uh, there's there's only four beers here. I feel like, uh, how long do these podcasts typically go? Two hours. There's also another six-pack in the fridge. How much are we in right now? Um, what, what's the time? Hour 20. Okay, good. So, I have enough time to finish this. I'm going to finish this six-pack by the end of the hour 20. I got 40 minutes to finish it. Um, let's do one more shot. Or you're, you're drinking tequila. I'll, I'll just... I'll just. Oh, no, I'll do another shot with you. All right. You're, see, you're more hardcore than me. I'm not much of a drinker, ladies and gentlemen. I love drinking, but my drinking strength has gone down. My endurance points... I've been playing a lot of Fallout 4 lately. I just started video gaming again. That's a whole other problem I don't even want to get into, but now uh, I have another addiction back in my life, which is fucking video games. Cheers. Cheers to Fallout 4. Boom. And on that note... Uh, and for the audio audience, there are no training wheels involved. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, where's the bike, you know? I don't see any bike. Nope, no bike, no lime, no salt. Oh, is that what you're referring to? That's what training wheels are. Yeah. Now, you know, that's like, who needs that, right? Uh, girls uh, and soy boys. That's that's who I think needs things. to. Add. Tequila is good on its own. You don't even need to chill tequila. Listen to Nick Diaz. Guys, absolute alpha of a human being. Kind of dumb, but is smart where he needs to be smart. He's smart where he needs to be smart. You don't have to be a master of everything. And his Instagram is the best Instagram of all time. Better than Derek Lewis? Better than Derek Lewis. I love Derek Lewis. It is a great Instagram. But Nick Diaz's stories of just him in the club, it's like 90% it's him in the club smoking a joint where he is not allowed to smoke a joint, but he's Nick Diaz, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Smoking a vape pen, where he's not allowed to smoke vape pens, but he's Nick Diaz, so he does whatever the fuck he wants. With hot babes, drinking, Nick Diaz says the same thing. Tequila, don't chill it. You don't fucking chill tequila. You just drink the tequila. It's delicious. It's. I was birthed to the fucking song tequila. Oddly enough, I was birthed to that song, right? That song was playing as my mom was getting a C-section and I was coming into this planet, January 25th, 1990, Santa Monica Hospital. They're shoving scalpels, brutally murdering my mom. No, no, she, she was okay. It was, it was, they she, just installed the zipper. It's okay. She actually talked about how it was one of the best experiences of her life. It was totally chill. She was, they just put her under. They're like epidural. She was hanging out. Yeah, she was just hanging out. She fucking, you know, I popped out. Good to go. No pain, no gain, you know, no stress. And I had like a 10% chance of mortality <laughs> because I had my shit wrapped all up around me. Like I would have been fucked up if I was. Oh had my God. That's born. where the choking fetish comes from. You know, there we go. Here we go, guys. We're, we're getting on some deep shit since birth. I've been getting choked. So I'm just, that's all I'm used to. I got this big neck. It's like, Try and put a leather collar over it. I'll pop it. I'm all neck, guys. It's all my neck is as wide as the rest of my body. Just FYI, it's just. Ugh. It's all vascular when he does that shit too for the audio audience. Yeah, well, yeah, audio audience. It's not going to exist. They're going to hear it and they're going to be like, "Oh, we have to look this up." He's <laughs> he's flexing his neck muscles, guys. This is this is must see TV must see uh online podcasting <laughs>
Well, that's another great plug for the video version. So, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of videos, Back Pattern, by the time this is out, not only is our album out, and you guys are all checking that out, I'm sure, on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, basically anywhere music is heard, SoundCloud, uh, Bandcamp, if you know how to listen to music some way, you can listen to our album. Not only that, the physical CD is out, available for purchase. So is the vinyl. The vinyl is not out just yet. It's oh, almost you- out. It's going to be out by June. We, we had a little bit of a delay in the vinyl, but... Oh, there's a link to buy it on Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah. You can pre-order the vinyl. Gotcha. Yeah, so pre-order the vinyl. Get, get it going. You might as well pre-order it now because it's going to come to your humble abode soon enough. And you're gonna, is this most record most burps for us? 100%. Yes, dude. That is that is hilarious. All right, guys. Sorry, I didn't mean to Beavis and Butthead this entire podcast, but I have the record for most burps. I think Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky with their fart mic would be happy. We almost have like a burp mic, but that's just your, me trying to step away from your regular yep. mic. And those damn SM7Bs. <laughs> Damn good mics, picking it right up. <laughs> it's just you can't help. I'm trying to be polite. I'm trying to hide my, you know, who 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 even cares, right? But I, I feel like a burp is like one of the least offensive bodily functions, right? This show is not about not being offensive. So burp, <laughs> piss, fart. I mean, don't pee on the equipment. Wow, but. Yeah, no, I, I think I'll keep the rest of those things to myself. But burping, I can't help. So it's just gonna. We're, we're not going to worry about being offensive. We're just going to be offensive. We're going to go for it. I've never worried about that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And you know, that's something that's lost a lot in modern society. And I appreciate and I love that in you. Let's keep that fucking going. And you, you listeners out there, if you're watching me, you're seeing me point at you. If you're listening to me, you're hearing about me talk about pointing to you. So either way, I'm pointing to you. Be a little more offensive. Just go for it. Because you know what? Well, you the, should know. You should know in your heart. Whatever joke you make, you're not racist. You're not sexist. You're not homophobic, unless you are any of those things. Then you're a fucking scumbag. But if you aren't any of those things and you make jokes about those things, you shouldn't be vilified. Because you know what? That's how we get along with everything. That's that's how people connect with each other. I've had so many people that are of any of the bics that i just uh mentioned obics or phobics rather that that i just mentioned uh that have told me more offensive jokes about their own kind than i could have ever made up about myself so that's kind of one of the beauties of you know i think you and i are both probably really big comedy fans right i hate comedy yeah yeah. i absolutely hate it (laughs) yeah modern modern comedy is unapologetic and needs to be more unapologetic and that's that's what's kind of keeping the the pendulum from swinging too far and you know i'm I'm gonna air grievance right now ian stop using the fact pattern (laughs) fucking twitter to retweet political shit because somebody was talking about like uh it's so wrong like it was some like just really anti-right-wing shit and as fucked up as it is, and, and, and as much as we might not agree with some issues of whatever side we oppose, right? Balance is very important. And it's always good to have that other argument or to have that other side or to have that other perspective to at least kind of see and hear, right? 
Like I was saying, I'll hear anybody's argument and and be able to make my own, uh, you know, decision from there, right? So that's what it's all about is like you should be able to make your own decision and and at least hear what people have to say. And, and when you have that kind of red and blue, you know, swing back, it sucks that we're so divided. I'm definitely against the two-party system. I'm 100. Well, and that's the thing. We should definitely be issue-based, not just blindly party-based. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the biggest fucking crime of the American or U.S. government system, right, is this divisiveness. That's what it's all about, right? I, I saw a great meme posted that was like, cows getting led to a slaughterhouse. And it was like, Democrat, Republican. <laughs> but it's like, you're both getting led to the slaughterhouse like the illusion of free will right and that's what it really is at this point as, as i've gotten older and as i've been able to kind of see the grand scope of things like everything is issue based because you can't pin one side or one kind of ideal to everybody it's so unfair or to two groups of people like that's so ridiculous and that's what's gonna create civil wars that's what's gonna create you know the conflict where it's like I've been able to go on tour and go to different parts of the country, right? And see, you understand why people voted for Trump, right? You understand why people kind of live the lifestyle they live. And you can get along with people who are Trump supporters. You can get along with people who don't have all the same ideals as you. Because you know what? Chances are you guys have some similar ideals. There's some shit you can fucking find common ground about. And that's what America is really all about, right? Is the common ground. And that's what we need to focus on. But instead, in modern society, we're focusing on the division, right? We're focusing on that it's us versus them. It's left and right. And right-wing people or people who believe in this are absolutely wrong 100%. And sure, there are some issues that I absolutely disagree with that. But there are some issues that I absolutely do agree with. And to say that I am one side or another, to say that I'm a Democrat or Republican, you know what I mean? I, I don't like that. I don't like any of those terms. I don't like left and right. I'm a centralist. I believe in balance, right? I believe in people should be able to have what they need to get them along. And what the person in North Dakota needs, which is what my older cousin fucking moved to in fucking North Dakota, Iceland. Here's a callback, ladies and gentlemen, to how weird my cousins are, right? My one cousin moved to fucking <laughs> Evansville, Indiana, took the bar. My other cousin moved to fucking North Dakota, and now he's, like, part of the Grand Forks Rapid County Commission Council, whatever the fuck. He's, like, getting into, like, politics, like, city politics and shit. Like, I could never imagine this shit. But what they need is going to be so much different than what we need, and we need to understand that, and we need to be, you know, be understanding of that, right? That's that's the biggest problem. We don't have like that lack of understanding. We living in California and living in LA, we live in a very blue bubble. And when you get outside of that part of the fucking world, you start to understand other people's, you know, their their way of life, right? You have to be understanding of that and you have to accept it and Obviously, there's things that you don't have to agree with, but more than anything, you know, just be a little more fucking understanding. Well, here's the thing. I don't necessarily have to agree with their way of life, but my philosophy on almost everything is if you are not harming anyone else, go for it. 
Yeah. Whatever you are doing for yourself, as long as it doesn't negatively affect another person. Absolutely. So that, that, if you want to believe in God, yeah, cool. That's I the don't. Sim- they, yeah, that's the simplest fucking thing of, of America, right? That, that should be like the, the most simple moral that we all uphold, right? Which is as long, like, as long as you're not harming others that are not willing to be harmed, right? (laughs) (laughs) Consensual harm is not harm. That's what I'm saying, right? It's like, you know, if if they're into it, then that's fine. But if they're not into it, you can't do that to everybody, right? But that's where it gets sticky in some people's minds with abortion because they're like, well, you're harming this unborn child. Yeah, but for me, yeah, it's it's the woman's choice. Right, for me, it's like, if it can't survive on its own, it's not a human. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, it's it's just it's so obvious because if if I had to carry a child or if I had to have a child right now, I would lose it. I I could not. I could not be that person for the child that I would want to have because I have too much respect for the role of a parent. Right. I have too much respect for what a child needs. So I'm not going to go off and start having children because i can't provide that i cannot provide that right at least what my vision of that is oh i could never provide that yeah. if i knock someone up today i would start crushing up plan b's in their fucking cereal yeah yeah and that's that's there's nothing wrong with that right because that's what you that's the lifestyle that you need to live and no child deserves to be born into a life where they are not wanted right well, I don't know. That makes some really interesting people. That makes some good artists. Well, and, and and that's, I wouldn't exist without that, right? My mom was literally told she was a mistake constantly to her face by her fucked up, terrible, scumbag, absolute piece of shit parents, right? And her parents had other kids. Yeah. Did yeah. the were the other kids a mistake too? Nope, nope. Just my oh, mom. Oh, that's my super mom, fun. My mom was the mistake for sure. She was she was made sure to know it every day, right? Mistake. Time for breakfast. Yeah, but. What she did in her life was she rose above everybody in her fucking family. She was able to do cooler things than all of them. She worked for Dino De Laurentiis, right? The fucking awesome movie producer while he was in his prime producing Red Sonja and Conan and all that fucking, you know, Beastmaster, all that shit. Uh, Then worked for Capitol Records. You know, has I have a platinum record hanging in my uh, home right now that is for once bitten twice shy great white which would not exist without my mom right their demo tape was in the garbage can my mom pulled it out and was told her boss hey this is fucking good shit you need to listen to this you're out of your mind boom wouldn't one of the members of great white still be alive if she didn't do that then what's that one one of the members of great white still be alive one guy die in the burning yeah yeah well and that was the weird thing is she was like oh fuck like you know (laughs) would would this fucking fire have happened without me but it's not her fault come on guys your mom butterfly effect killed the man yeah right right (laughs) in a weird way sure but you what really butterfly effect killed the man was the fucking idiots who decide to have pyro in a fucking club. Okay? Oh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> like everybody who whoever signed off on that deserved to die. Re- realistically, you know. What well, I mean? probably the band member did not sign no, off. No, he didn't. But I'm saying that guy, the guy who signed off on it, absolutely deserved to die. 100 scumbag. Either way, let's let's move on from that. Point is, yeah, we'll move on from your mother killing a man. Yeah, it's, yeah. Come on, man. You know what? What are you trying to do? Here? My mommy didn't kill anyone. You know. 
Mama just killed a man, right? <laughs> uh, point is. Real quick. Is this the first time you've thought about your mother killing someone? No, no. no one, 100%. When anybody hears that song, Bohemian Rhapsody, you 100% think about your mom killing somebody. Do you not? No, no. You didn't? You never thought about your mom shooting somebody and you having to defend her? No. Oh, I totally did. That's how crazy and fucked up my world is, bro. Get used to it. I mean, my world's fucked up too. My mom, my mom was a a dom for a while. So, oh, there she go. See, my mom would have been a dom if that if that had presented itself. Just re- she would have fucking. Well, my mom did it for play, not for money. She just did it for funsies. Yeah, no, she probably would have done it for money. She was, she would have done it for fun. I don't know why my mom didn't capitalize on it, but she just did it for funsies. Man, yeah. See, that's. That's why you're more fucked up than me. My mom would have done it for money. Mom, my mom listens to this, by the way. So, mom, you should have done it for money. We could have been better off in life. Mom, anytime you want to dom me, hit me up. No, just kidding. My mom or your mom? Uh, No, my mom is no longer able to dom anybody because she is dead right now. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. uh, It's all good. Like I said, she contributed great things to this world, like this great white album, even though it might have killed some people. Uh, overall, that album, Once Been Twice Shy, great fucking album. Definitely. Also, I have a platinum record I can hang in my walls. It's not mine, but I'm proud of my mom for being the cause of that because she pulled the demo tape out of the trash can. And it's weird little destiny things right? like that, weird little butterfly effect things like that that can change the whole course of the world or change the whole course of a band etc so uh it's cool that she rose above living in a trailer park eating out of the trash can you know what i mean having just an insane life the life that my mom and her sister had they had two brothers one was younger and one was older and um the older one was an absolute fucking scumbag i've never met him never will uh if i do there might be some pain caused to him uh, and then the younger brother, good friend of ours, still love him. He's been a great supporter and, and always been there for me. And especially after my mom passed away, he was really there for me. Uh, so he will always be you know loved and cared about. But they moved out. My mom and her sister moved out when my mom was 17 and her sister was 15. They got the fuck out of there, dude. That was They lived in an absolute nightmare. But p- my point is she came from a disaster situation, right? She came from something that would, you would think would just harness a demon, right? (laughs) For, for, for all the pain that she endured, I, I don't think I would have been as strong to endure that, right? Like everything she's told me about nine out of 10 people wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Nine out of 10 people fucking just end up getting institutionalized that bullshit. And then repeat the fucking cycle of abuse over the next generation, the next generation after that. Your mother was an extraordinary human being to get out of that shit. Absolutely. That, that, that is one of the reasons why I respect and I've always looked up to and loved her so much is because she was able to come from such a dark and fucked up place and rise above it and, and say, this isn't an excuse. You know, this isn't going to be a reason why I'm going to be a bad person. You know, she had her issues, obviously. Everybody has their fucking issues. But all things considered, from her background... She's an absolute saint, or was an absolute saint, you know, and made sure to do everything 
the opposite of what her parents did. You know what I mean? And same with my dad. You know what I mean? He 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 felt he, his life wasn't anywhere near as bad or his upbringing wasn't anywhere near as harsh as hers. But he had his issues, as everybody does. Uh, and they were both able to learn from their mistakes as much as possible and pass it down to me. And that's why I'm I'm super grateful is I, I was able to play off their education and their previous experience, you know, and it really has always resonated with me and allowed me to become at least what I feel like is a somewhat complete human being. I'm still always working on my shit. Nobody's ever fucking perfect. You know what I mean? Nobody can be, but what I'm doing is uh, I'm just trying to spread the word of the drums, trying to spread some fucking love, trying to spread some positivity. Every now and then I'll talk a little, sh- little shit, but it's all in good fun. I love the pro wrestling. I love the heels. I love the bullshitting, you know, and sometimes I'll be more negative or I'll take that heel role just to take it because it's worth it. You know what I mean? Like you said, we shouldn't be afraid to be offensive. No, not at all. Fucking say what you want to fucking say. I mean, that that's the crazy thing is like the people that I've been called like I've been called a racist by people. Really? I mean, what what instigated that? Well, just or 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 at least assumed racist because I was watching the Super Bowl and I was like, why does every every other every commercial is either about a nostalgia pop, a cheap nostalgia pop, so it's either the dude or all the old school cars that you saw the Jurassic Park and the Ghostbusters and all this stuff. It's so, all playing to your little heartstrings of of, you know, when you were younger or it's serious issue. It's about race or about sex or about here's this problem in America, you know. And it was just back and forth. It was like super depressing, super serious issue and hey, everything's good. It was a joke. <laughs> Let's laugh. You know, and it, it was that just constant back and forth. And I was like, why does all, why do all these commercials have to be about race? Like, what's what's up with this? And this ginger lady, right, a fucking pale redhead, is like, I think every conversation be, should be about race. And I was like, really? That's funny because every black person I've ever hung out with, or every Asian person, or every Mexican person, or every whatever the fuck other race than I am person that I've hung out with. It's never been about race. We've never had conversations about race. We've never, I've never been like, hey, so what's going on in the Colombian mind right now, Mark? Right? Because I'm assuming you're Colombian since you have all these Colombian uh, shot glasses or you're just a fan. Oh, I just went to Bogota. All right. So, and you just pulled the Jericho. You called me fucking Mark. I caught it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, Matt, please. (laughs) Tell me, where are you from? What what is your what is your ethnic background? Oh, I'm an Eastern European mutt. Yeah, yeah. See, and I'm I'm the same. I'm like a lot of like Scandinavian, a lot of like Italian, a little a little Mongolian. So I am part Asian. So you know, Ooh. do with that do with that what you will. I'm lucky I have that small bit of Asian that doesn't make my dick too big from all the Viking blood that I have coursing Viking and Italian blood coursing through my veins. I have that little bit of Asian to kind of just average things out to where it makes it tolerable for Or it makes it that boyfriend dick. Yeah. yeah, As a a former guest has once called it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't want the the one well, I'm sure the past however many fifteen girls that have been in my bed have been the one lay dick because they haven't fucking come back for the second. But uh, you know. You you are that for some others you're the boyfriend dick right and for the right girl for that wrestling <laughs> wrestling champion 
for uh, another another second generation, perhaps. You know, Brandon wants to put that belt on you, girl. You know, that's the idea is to just have like a gang full of like Viking children that are just like you know. I don't want a lot of kids, but when I think about having kids with a wrestling girl, I think about having like a gang where it's like a couple of them are wrestlers, a couple of them are drummers. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just one of those weird things. See, I want to do it old school. I want to have nine of them and not vaccinate any of them. And if they die, they die. <laughs> <laughs> do shit Oregon Trail style. <laughs> right? All right. It got dysentery. Whatever. We'll make more. <laughs> he was bit by a snake. <laughs> I love it, dude. Cheers to that, man. Fuck. Fuck it. Let's do it really retro. Yeah. I've, hey, you know, and by all means, I saw some great meme about like, don't get pissed if my vax kid gets your anti-vax kid like dead or something. <laughs> I was like, sorry. Uh, I can't believe how many people were bamboozled by Jenny McCarthy's tits. Dude, you know, that's the crazy power that women really have. Because people like to think that, yeah, the men are in power and we've dominated the world. Realistically, women control everything. They, oh, can, they can control it all. Oh, I've said this multiple times. Like Every dumb shit we've ever done has been in the name of impressing a woman. Dude, that's why West Hollywood is so successful. West Hollywood is one of the cleanest, nicest, best places ever. Women just live there. They're just they just inhabit it like little like uh, like those feeder fish on big sharks. But realistically, it's just like a completely non-woman society, and it's clean, it's beautiful, it's perfect. Like everything is nice, high quality. But on the flip side, I've often questioned. I've asked even gay guests about this. Like, how does the gay community get anything done? How do you get anything done when it's two people in a relationship that have male sex drives? Yeah, well, because they can just get it over with. It's like, oh, I have my instant release like all the fucking time. If you think right, about right. it, right? Where it's not like a girl you have to coerce, you have to take right, on right. Dates, you, you rehydrate blah, 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 blah. and go for round two. Yeah. Why would I actually ever get anything done? Oh, nah, you, 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 you're gonna get tired of it. Come on, you're like even with the hottest girl in the world, even with the girl that I've had the most sex with for the longest amount of time, it's like. After a while, it's just you got to stop. You got no. After stop. a while, I just want roll over and watch a movie. I don't get anything done. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I, there's something about the gays. It's very industrious. They're 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 probably the most industrious. I know. I just people. can't wrap my I just can't wrap my brain around it. Like. It's, well, see, that's that's part of the like maybe the feminine mentality that they have of like getting work done, right? Like a lot of not to say all, but. I know a lot of like girls who just like doing stuff, right? Like cleaning, like whatever, like me, kind of menial tasks. It kind of like fills in shit. I'd say all, and I don't like that shit at all. So believe me. And I know guys who fucking like that shit too. So oh no, no. this apartment is as clean as it is because of my roommate. Yeah, yeah. this is not on me. <laughs> yeah, and see, me and my roommate, we're we're pretty good. We're pretty good about being clean. We let it slip, but. We know if girls are coming over that place. Oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta make a spotless for. You can't bring pussy into a dirty room. Yeah, because we're musicians, so it's like we're always focusing on whatever the next most important thing is. Not like oh, this these bottles will get cleaned up tomorrow. You know? Yeah, exactly. Believe me, I have caught a lot of shit over the years about not breaking down this podcast equipment right after a show. From your roommate. Yeah, from my roommate. Mm. Roommate, are you listening to this right now? Yeah, he actually might be in his bedroom right now hearing this. So, <laughs> do you know the painstaking work that goes into this? I'm gonna cut a promo on you right now. What's his name? Steve. Steve. 
Steve, this guy set up one, two, three, three fucking cameras, two lights. He's got a mixer. He's got a keyboard. This is his livelihood. How dare you shit all over it with your simple need for cleanliness. Simple need for, oh, I need these fucking cameras. You know what? Take the tripod, move it three feet around the fucking corner. All right? It's not that hard. I've been doing it in Fallout 4 for the past three fucking days. I probably played that game 12 hours in the past three days. It's a real problem. Guys, I I have an addiction. Can somebody help me with my Fallout 4 addiction? But either way, just move your... You you can get to the living room. It's okay. It's not that big of an obstruction. And if you hear me right now, we're probably going to have to face each other after this. And uh, I maybe apologize for speaking so loud, but not really. Once I have this much alcohol in me, I can't control the volume of my voice. You know you have 13 minutes to kill four beers, right? You're slacking. Oh, shit. Eddie is trying to get a hold of me on Messenger Audio. Eddie, you're live on air. Okay. Eddie, did you really just call and to Eddie? Yo. Yo, we're recording, so we're recording this. Good. She put me on speaker. Yeah, you are. You are on speaker. I already did. You got to put it closer to the mic, though. I'm on speaker. There he is. There he is. Where are you? Listeners of, and now we drink. See, Eddie can get it right. (laughs) Are you hearing me right now? Yeah, I do, Eddie. I Jerichoed the name earlier. (laughs) I Jerichoed the name to and all said... the listeners of I Know We Drink, <laughs> you don't know the pleasure you've had of listening to a second-generation superstar, all right? Yeah, go, go on. Go on. Him in his blood. In it's my in blood. DNA. Coursing through my veins. Coursing through his veins. The future of sports and entertainment is sitting in front of you right now, Matt. Are you ready? Not at all. The North Star. <laughs> the North Star, Raymond Bozio, the one to lead you Nobody's out of the ready, darkness. Brother. Nobody's ready. Woo! Hey, Eddie. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can barely hear you. All right. I love you so much. It sucks you can barely hear me, but they've heard every one of my burps. I have the burp record on, on this podcast. I understood. I love you so much. That's all I heard. That's the important part of it. <laughs> That's number one. <laughs> Relay the information. He wanted, He is very proud of his gas. No, I have the number one burps. He has burped more than anyone else in the history of this show. <laughs> well, there you go. He is the number one gas passer on your show. He's, hey. the, he's the best at it. Like I said, being a star is in this man's blood. <laughs> What, where are? Why aren't you here? Right now, I gotta take care of business over here at the Rock and Roll Beer Guy headquarters and shit. All right. Do you have some more people to whip up right now? Huh? He wants to know. You know, you gotta go cut a promo or are, some shit. Are you gonna reprimand some yeah, people? Yeah, I gotta cut promos. All these fucking jabronis everywhere. Oh, thank God, dude. Somebody needs to be cutting promos because I feel like I'm the only one cutting promos on these jabronis. So, <laughs> thank God somebody's joining me in the fucking. In, in the endeavor. Well, fuck yeah, you leave that to me, brother. I'm your uh, advocate for the reigning Bozio? I don't know. Reigning Bozio? <laughs> the reigning Bozio. The reigning, defending, 
undisputed Bozio of all time, reigning Bozio. I don't know how this is going to come out in post. We'll see. All right, brother. Love you guys. Love you, Eddie. Love you, Eddie. Good to see you, man. Good, good to hear from you. Good to see you. That, that shows you how many... This is why I'm taking Uber, ladies and gentlemen. I, I've become a lightweight over the years. I used to be able to drink like eight shots of tequila and just finish out the day like a hummingbird. And now I have a couple beers, a couple shots, and I'm mixing up my words. I'm saying it was great to see you to a guy I was just talking to. Like... You saw them in your mind. Yeah. In your mind. Yeah. It, 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 you know, maybe that's more impactful, more important than anything, right? Is I he was able to project through his voice his vision. Could be. <sighs> that was weak. That, that was, was fucking weak, weak sauce. Was, yeah, it was it was like it was like a preemie. You know what I mean? That was like a little dribble off your dick. Like it, that was like a pre. It was like what domina- dominatrix like to do to guys, where they do that, like oh, we edge you to the point of uh, you're gonna come all over. Well, uh, most doms are not edging you. That, that, that generally falls into prostitution. A lot of doms are just yeah, you know, doing the the physical aspects of things without ever. No, a lot of them are doing that too. Come on, I watch those videos. They're that's doing por- that whole thing. That's porn. You, pay, that, you the, the, yeah, you pay porn. a little extra. You pay a little extra, and and they porn's a whole different story. They rub that high heel around your dick, and it just <laughs> as soon as it get, gets close to the balls, man, you're good to go, bro. CBT, little CBT, one of the best German uh, grindcore bands, and one of the worst things that could ever happen to you unless you like that kind of thing. Which, if you know what CBT is. Then you know what it is. You might as well just enlighten the audience. Do you guys want to know what it is? They no, want to know. No, just look it up. Look it up now. No, no, you, no. Now you have to do work. No, now no. Fuck no, putting in work. To... Describe it for the audience. Cock and ball torture, and, and it is a serious thing. It's a serious issue in modern society, guys. We have to deal with it. You know, some people are. <laughs> some people are sadly. <laughs> Victims of non consensual CBT. <laughs> that should be the next album. Non consensual <laughs> Oh my god. Ian Jack, if you're listening to this right now, the next fast album is called Non Consensual CBT. Holy shit. Will that sell like fucking hotcakes? Because right. you know what? that's kind of a good that it's kind of a good description of our music. It's it's kind of a positive description of our music i would like i would like that description of our music to uh pertain to people who are fans of cbt because <laughs> if you're not a fan of it it's probably the worst thing ever but if you like it then you know we are the cbt of music absolutely well and a lot of industrial has like the the vinyl and leather overtones with it too oh, so there's, there's so much master and servant going on there it's ridiculous i mean look at rammstein's live show it's 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 unstoppable with the amount of leather and whips and flames and and just pain that's going on but you know it's all consensual and it's all part of the show really that's what i love about rammstein is they kind of tap into that part of you know like the German conservatism, you know, they, they, they just go all out. They just 
cross. They find the line. They step over it. I am so bummed. I've never actually seen Ron Simon live. I've seen them live three times. Well, I'm insanely jealous. They're amazing. Every time, it's it's one of the best things ever. And then my roommate, fucking homeboy from Three Teeth, just played New Year's Eve and New Year's Day with them in fucking Puerto Vallarta. It was fucking amazing. That's insane. Yeah. I was like, all right. Good for you. You're like, can you guest list me on that shit? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, I wish I had the money and time to fucking go down there and just hang out. But either way... I, and. We were talking about it like if he had a tech. I, right, exactly. Like, I, I would have drum tech for you. Yeah, sure, I'll set up your drums. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, exactly. He was like, oh, dude, we're eating fucking ribeyes for like eight bucks. You know what I mean? Like all that shit. Well, Mex- and that Mexico's beautiful. For Mexico's that. beautiful. That's right. why I went to Colombia because the dollar goes so fucking far. Mm. Absolutely. I need to travel to more South American countries. I've only been to Mexico. That's the furthest south I've gone. Yeah. Colombia was the first South American country I went to. Bogota was rad as fuck. Uh, yeah. I I had friends that have spent time, spent a lot of time in uh, Colombia, and they only had good things to say about it for sure. The women, oh, the women are beautiful. Yes. I have to take a leak. Really All quick. right. Can we pause? Can we go back? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I want to come back. Gallons of urine was just spilled. Dude, Gallons. Could you hear that? Oh, I could hear you peeing. Yeah, it was brutal. I I, I have a strong stream. Okay. So are so, you doing like man kegels? I don't need to do man kegel. It's just... Kegel? <laughs> it's like the... Do you remember that game when you would play like a Chuck E. Cheese a lot of the time? It had the water squirt gun. Into the clown's the thing, mouth? And it would shoot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would rate like the horse would go <laughs> go across the way or whatever was supposed to go up would go up. Did you just chip the porcelain with your stream? That's pretty much what happened. Yeah. I'm so, going to have to send you a bill for that. I shit. apologize. By all means, you know, we'll Home Depot it. No issues at all. Hey, whatever. You wouldn't be the first guest to trash my bathroom. <laughs> I, and, you know, I wouldn't be the first guest to piss in your bedroom either. But <laughs> Sadly. But Sadly. On, on that note, so so now we're really getting into the point where it's like we're getting into deep I've I've alleviated myself of all liquids. I have three beers left. I've done maybe three, four tequila shots. Let's call it three. I called it five while you were in the bathroom, so you called it five? Is it was it five? It could have been five. Well, I mean, these are double shot glasses. Mm. I'm not monitoring how then much let's you're call pulling. It five. Okay, so let's get into the hot stuff. Let's get into the stuff you were because before we sat down for this conversation we were outside on your patio and you were having a cigar right as i've been known to do yeah and i was talking about i was enjoying a cohiba uh, to celebrate the commemoration of the fact pattern album fallen language available anywhere streaming is available and also available physical copy so purchase it if you will post nudes with the physical copy (laughs) absolutely i'm a plug master i will plug until the day i die but point is uh we're talking about hot subjects what is off limits what's off limits so let's let's get into some hot shit what what would you think is off limits what what is some hot shit because now we're getting into like um, i'm losing my inhibitions at this point i'm willing to talk about anything let's let's get it because i feel like we're in the and now we drink podcasts And so I should do something that somebody who's been drinking as Larry, the great Larry Miller, 
and the five stages of drinking would say, you know, I will never do that again as long as I live. All right. When did you catch your first STD? Not yet. But there's plenty of time for me to do it. Cause Damn I like, right. I like to live dangerously. <laughs> I like to live a little too dangerously at times. But What was the last time you used a condom? Uh, Not too long ago. I, I used a condom recently, for sure. Do you regularly use condoms? Uh, I leave it to the female's discretion. I try to have as much trust in them because we're we're going to go into this endeavor, right? I just try to have trust in them. So you tell me. You on birth control or are you not? I'm on birth control. Okay, cool. Do you have anything or do you don't? I don't. Have you been tested recently? Yes. I'm good. We're good. Let's do it. Boom. We're good to go. But if any of those questions have alternate answers, then that's when things get you know switched up. You on birth control? No. All right, let's use a condom because I ain't taking any risks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's when you do anal. Yeah, and you know, some people are down with that, but not everybody, and definitely not on the frequency that I've been having, uh, you know, one-date flings, I would say. It's like, uh, that, you know. Well, you just got to convince them that you believe in Jesus, and uh, you want to maintain them for marriage, and that anal is the only way that Jesus won't get upset. When your dick is as big as mine, you don't want to do anal all the time, because it's not as fun for the girl. I might not be hanging out with the same caliber of girls you are because you're always at the AVNs and all that stuff. They could. Oh, you did take, do a little research. Yeah, they, yeah, they can. All, they can all take. Well, Eddie, Eddie told me before going into this, he's like, he might invite some porn stars over. I was like, great, sounds awesome. I, I love that Eddie put that expectation out there. Like, <laughs> right? Like, I'm just gonna come over and you're gonna be like, hey, I got this guy over. Would you guys like to come join us? But I do I, like to live in that fantasy world where perhaps that exists. I, I do love that. Like that's my reputation in podcasting circles. It's like that may be just bring some porn stars over. <laughs> that's a great reputation to have. There's nothing wrong with that. You should not scoff at that at all. In fact, you should be uh, resulted. Yes, th- there we go. I think that's the. Word. I mean, I'm so jaded to it because I work in that industry, so it's no yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. I, one of my first flings moving back to LA was with a porn star. Oh, really? Who? Yes. Uh, I I can't hear you. Well, I'm I'm gonna keep this one secret, okay? <laughs> so uh, I I have a story that, for you off air on that. Oh, uh, great. Yeah. So we'll get into that. But um, the funny thing about that was I was 21, just boy as boy could be, just young, fresh, just a little little morsel ready for a porn star that was like a year older than me to fucking devour. But um, she was uh, with a girl at that time. So I was the other woman. <laughs> and I felt pretty cool about that. I felt like that was kind of tight. It was like she couldn't tell her girlfriend about me. You know what I mean? Like I had to, I was like the dirty secret. And I was like, Ooh, that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> but well, and I know who the girl was at the time. Yeah. Too. Yeah, exactly. So. I know exactly who the girl was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very funny. It's a very funny situation, but yeah, that was, that was poor. So that was the only porn experience that I had. Yeah. 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 yeah, so, yeah. yeah no. It's, it's like common knowledge. If anybody, and hopefully we'll cut whatever audio was cut 
I don't think any audio was caught on that. Yeah, but if it was, you know, we'll... we'll, I'll clean it up in post. Don't worry. (laughs) Clean it up in post, motherfucker. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Whatever. It's not like she fucking cares anyway. I haven't talked to her since eight years ago, seven years ago, six years ago, whenever the fuck all that was. Uh, But point was, yeah, I was the other woman in like a porn relationship. And here's the thing, ladies. I'm not going to brag. What's funny is we're almost Eskimo brothers. Oh, oh, so so <laughs> nice, nice. Pound it, pound it. Almost uh, drunken avian shenanigans a couple years ago. I love it. I love it. Um, so the <laughs> the funniest thing about this was, or the best thing, ladies, this is for you. I was the best person to eat her out that wasn't a woman. So right. she tells you. So she tells me, but I feel like, why, why would you lie about that? Why would you lie? You know, you, you don't have any reason to lie. It's like, eh. oh yeah, make you happy. Yeah. No, that's, that, 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 that's not what's doing it for me. You know what I mean? Maybe in her mind. Yeah. Cause for me, I had so much hate. Like she just, she gave it to me all the time and, and not a good way. You know what I mean? There was, there was so much dissing that I was like, all right, that's the one thing I can at least hold. On. I feel like. She was true in that. And whether you say it or not, fuck you. I'm holding on to it, okay? Hold on to your and title. Hold every, on to it. Everybody hear that because she works in that industry, so she has professionals doing it all the time. And I was the best at 21. Guys, now I'm 29, eight years later of experience. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? The difference between John Jones at 21 and John Jones at 29. I don't know. Have you stayed in training the whole time? I mean, uh, absolutely. There's been, <laughs> there's been no only. There's no off seasons. <laughs> only stops that were not part of my, you know, like not my choice. So were you raw dogging her? No, no, no. She was. And rightfully so. As she should be, because it was before I really got more knowledge about the industry. She was condoms when we were fucking, but apparently I could fucking put my tongue all over that shit and there was no issue. And I've been good so far. No, I'm totally clean bill of health. We're all good. So I mean, chlamydia happens. Yeah, I've never gotten anything, dude. I'm so lucky. I'm, I'm blessed by the STD gods so far. Knock on wood. It's okay. I've only had chlamydia once, so. Yeah, I've gotten nothing so far. It scares me. When was the last time you got tested? A couple, like a month or two ago. All right, good shit, good shit. Because, you know, chlamydia can be asymptomatic and dudes up to 50% of the time. So, oddly enough, I uh, had a situation where somebody said I gave them chlamydia. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I believe that because I've had... That was the first person I had sex with without a condom in like months, like probably three or four months. And then nobody else who I was having sex without condoms got it or had any issues around that time or in between that time frame. So it was interesting. They told me I was the only person they had had sex with since they had moved to L.A. But I'm not sure if I believe that. Cause well, and here's the thing. like how It's up to 75% asymptomatic with women. Yeah. 
Oh, so, yeah, so maybe she was just very symptomatic. And it, no, but but like I said, three months, three months should be enough to kill that, right? Like three three months, you're not still carrying chlamydia, are you? Uh, if you don't do a run antibiotics, yeah. yeah. Well, and it can render you infertile. Mm. I'm hoping it did for me. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like she might have just had sex with somebody else and was lying to me. Let, let's, let's keep it real, because I've had sex with plenty of other girls without condoms. And uh, gone all the way, and they've uh, it's all it's all clean report so far. So that that was the that's the only flare up I've ever had. Other times I've had like UTIs, but it's like, hey, that's just a matter of me having a big dick and you not pissing. You know what I mean? Like, figure it out. That, that's on you, girl. Fair, 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 fair. It's more than right? Fair. Come on. Yep. You know, uh, but. I like I said, I've been very lucky. I've taken some crazy risks. And, oh, what's uh, the craziest risk? Just fucking girls you just met without a condom. You know what I mean? As we all do, as rock and rollers. You know what I mean? Uh, look, once you've had oh. sex without a condom, the condom is the worst thing ever. Condoms suck so badly. I already have like. That's why I should have been in the porn industry, right? But my friend Michael Keen who was dating somebody in the porn industry oh, for a long time. The girl I used to work for? Andy Sandimas. Yeah, I used it? to work for Andy. Yeah, who now follows me on Instagram. And like, like, there's all this weird shit going on with that. It's so fucking strange. Yeah, no, I, I used to roadie for Andy. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, you know all about it. I, Michael does not like me. Really? Oh, yeah. he really dislikes me. Well, I, I don't like Michael right now, man. He was one of my best friends for a long time, but he's got some issues. He's got some shit to sort out. So that that's on him, and a lot of people know that, and he fucking knows that. And well, I, I made the mistake of eating a hot dog in his car. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. That's I'm glad that that's why he's mad at you. Oh, no. Yeah, he's, he's a vegetarian. No, I ate a hot dog in his car and got so drunk that when I got back to his and Andy's place when they were still living together, I puked in their toilet. I said, he puked meat in my... Ugh, I, I will... <laughs> Next time I see Keen, I'll slap him for you because that's a little bitch move. I don't know, even know if he'd actually move. remember me at this point. It's been like six years. Uh, yeah, no. Who even cares? He, he probably wouldn't. Point fucking is, man. Uh... He told me when I was thinking about getting into the industry, he was like, all right, just be okay with having herpes and be okay with having one form of hepatitis because that's pretty much what everybody fucking has. Uh, the hep's not as as prevalent as you'd think. Okay. Because well, yeah. that is part of the standard panel. Yeah. HPV is not. Yeah. So you... Herpes awards are pretty prevalent. Yeah, yeah, and so and that's what I heard. And I was like, all right, that's enough to keep me out of it. You know what I mean? Like I'm all set. Like I don't, I don't want to have to deal with any of that shit. And not to say that I'm any fucking sort of Greek god or should be any sort of porn star, whatever. But I was considering it for a while because it's like I, I can usually last a pretty long time. So I was like, all right, I could probably like do. Yeah, this. but can you last a long time with a sweaty dude standing over you with a mic? Yeah, yeah, that's that's like that whole thing and the aspect of people watching me, like all that. Oh shit. no, it's like, not watching you. It's literally someone like during a POV scene with a camera touching you and sweating on you while you fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I, I don't think I, I couldn't handle like orgies. You know what I mean? Like I can't handle that shit. I'm I'm already prude enough, you know. As fucked up and as weird and perverted as I am, I realistically like. When it comes down to things, and when you really think of it, it's like eh, I couldn't do it. But I do know one thing: 
my porn name would be TJ Laser. It's a solid name. It's TJ, a solid name. TJ Laser is the uh, hero from RoboCop that the kid watches on TV that RoboCop learns the... Oh, the spin move from? Yeah, yeah. TJ Laser. Deep Pull. Deep Pull, great porn name. Would have been the best porn name ever. Kids, if you take that porn name, just give me uh, 5% royalties. That's all I ask. That won't be much. That's, that's, not, that's not a lot. Considering how much you're getting paid for porn, it's not that much. Kick your boy 5% for TJ Laser. Okay. Also, I will kick 1% to the director of Robocop. That's fair. That's a fair trade. I mean, it's like dollars, it's like pocket change. But uh, he's male talent doesn't make much. (laughs) He's getting 30 cents per time that TJ Laser's in a fucking. <laughs> I'd like to think that the director of Robocops had a better career that he doesn't need the 30 cents. Can we find a porn star who's already established and then rename him TJ Laser and then gain his royalties because he's already like Yo Donnie Rock. You should change it to like, TJ Laser. Who's that guy, James Dean, right? No, he is he has he, did he get canceled? <laughs> I think DJ, I think James Dean got canceled. He did not get canceled. He, no, he well, I mean, didn't, no, 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 he got yeah, canceled. He fucked shit up real bad. He, he fucked, fucked himself up. He fucked shit up real bad, and then like the cancellation was like <laughs> his cancellation was like a Family Guy cancellation. It was like a Chris Brown cancellation. <laughs> he just went straight back. He was just like, whatever. It was like you know, he just my, shook it off. It's yeah. like, oh, I am a porn star, so what do you expect? I am a yeah. scumbag. Like, yeah, he, he totally shook it off. Like they canceled his. Doc Johnson canceled his contract for his sex toys, but his production company is still doing strong. I actually had his CFO on not super long ago. It's funny you mentioned Doc Johnson because their fucking factory is right next to my rehearsal space. (laughs) So every time I go to play drums, I drive by a dildo factory, guys. You should just buy some dildos and start playing with dildos. Uh, There's some people that I knew that worked at that factory because I was just convenient location you know what i mean but uh yeah i've yet to be in around or on the doc johnson facility so far however you know warren cucurulo member of uh missing persons of my dad and uh frank zappa etc had his own it was called the rock cock all right and it was his dildo. And, uh, you know, some people do that. So so are you hoping to get famous enough one day to have your own dildo out there? Well, depending on what kind of royalties he's getting from that rock cock, I think I you know, I would have to switch it up. I couldn't have it be called the rock cock. But well, obviously not. I'd have to have it be something better than that. I, I have to ascend beyond the rock cock. But I would be open to that. Well, why not? Why not have a dildo produced after you? And then if people want to purchase it, what? what, what you could sign it at shows. I would have. Oh, my God. We would have a huge market for that at the fact pattern shows. For sure. Oh, dude. Well, no. you throw no. them into the crowd like the drumsticks. But see, that might fuck up my game on the road. Because then it's like, oh, you could just buy the Like, you don't even have to deal with the weird person. You just get the dick. And you're all good. Yeah, dildos don't compare. Like, they don't have body heat. Yeah, but then you don't have to deal with the annoying Rain and Bozio. So that's the 
<laughs> that, that, hey, that. Shortly post orgasm, you don't have to deal with him either. He's gonna leave. That's <laughs> right. That's true. I ha- I do have to make the next town. Right. So get off the bus, girl. But see, maybe it will cancel the next trip. Like they'll they'll get the real experience. Then they'll purchase the dildo at the merch shop. Then they take that home with them. Then they're like, okay, why do I need to go to another show? I have everything I need right here. That sounds like a win for you. Sounds like you get to encourage, you know, find some new pussy. But you don't have you don't have to fend off someone who's looking for repeat business. But the profit margin is brutal on that man. It's brutal if they're only buying one fake dick. You know what I mean? And then well, they roll out a new uh, model because they're not gonna, you know. Oh, how would the new model be? What what would be different with the new model? The new model ejaculates. I lo- okay. All right. All right. Keep talking. Keep talking. The model after that lays eggs. Lays eggs. Oh, you haven't seen egg leg- laying wait. dildos? Well, do they want? Le- do- wait, wait. What girl wants eggs laid from their dick? Oh, it's a thing. Does the dick shoots eggs out into their pussy? Yeah. Uh-huh. What? And this can be a Rain and Bozio official dildo that shoots eggs into girls' pussies? Because I would love the signature. I don't have a signature snare. I don't have a signature symbol. I know DW, Sabian, they're going to be very angry about this. But I would love a signature dildo. Maybe I can get with Doc Johnson into an egg-laying dildo. Maybe the eggs it lays are shaped like a drum. There's a friend of mine her using an egg-laying dildo. There's like like a liquid in the egg? Is that like... Uh, yeah, they're like silicone-based with like lube. Okay, but that's her. That's just her spit that's on the end, right? That's Let me find like, a different picture. She has other ones with eggs. That's not like a shoot from the fucking like the egg didn't give me the phone. Pop up into her mouth. Hold on, let it? me find a different one. I just gotta find. She has photos of this shit all the time. Shout out to Katie. <laughs> Shout out to my next Bumble match. But yeah, they definitely make Bad Dragon makes egg laying dildos. That makes anything dragon dildo related. I feel like eggs have to do with that. I know far too much about hentai, my man. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Okay. All right. This is a video. No. Yeah. But the, so that all the liquid was inside the dildo. Yeah. I wait. I know this girl. <laughs> I've seen her. I feel like I've seen her videos before. Yeah, she's pretty famous for this shit. What's her name? Caddy Kind. Yeah. Yep. I've seen some of her before. Does she follow you? Of course she does. Oh, there he is. You you went really deep for that. That was that was a down scroll. So oh, I I was still scrolling up. And we still had not gotten to the top of her. Yeah, I to, I, she posts pictures like that all the time. She's also prolific at how much shit she posts. So yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I know. You're like, I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, because she posts in the weird world of shit that I jerk off to. So, yeah, it's, it's, I, I know she's all sorts of weird. If she's getting dragons popped into her fucking <laughs> dragon eggs. I'm kind of curious how many of my friends you jerk off to. No, I probably have, I've probably only jerked off to her like once. Like, she's, she's not, she's not that, like, 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 like let me think. Let me think. I mean, once is enough. Do you know? Uh, this is my favorite. If this comes out, maybe this will come out. Maybe this, maybe she'll get wind of this. Okay. Who's your favorite? I like Natalia Vega. Do you know this girl? I do not. Yeah. She's, 
she's pretty niche but she's she's a little babe she's a little cutie she's got that booty like i like i'm an ass man bam bam yeah i'm an ass man bam bam I can't easily find her Twitter to see who we got in mutual. Yeah, no, see if I can make that no, happen. You, Natalia Vega, N A T A Y L A. Oh, that's it's the Y. It's Natalia. I'll let you type it in. Yeah, I'll find it. I'll find it real quick. Find it real quick. Let's see if I can make this love connection happen. If you could, that would be. Next level. I think she lives in like New York or some bullshit like that. Yeah, but people who shoot in New York come here pretty often. Mm, could could be the case. All right. Let's see if we can make this happen. All right, guys. We're, gonna- we're, we're doing some really Natalia Vega. Everybody's going to look this up and find out this girl, and they're going to be like, oh, there you go. So who else besides Natalia Vega? I want to see if I can make a love connection for you. Oh, Ashley Fires. She's old now, though. Does she? Look oh, Ashley's awesome. Does she, is she? Does she still look good? Last time I saw her, yeah. All right, sign me up for Ashley. She, come on, some drummer that's not a porn star. She'd be all about it. Could happen. Who's who's six four? She's like all of what five two, if that. Yeah, five foot. Realistically. She can get a real dick and down. Not not one of those paid for dick and downs. So who else? Who else are you into? Did you ever jerk off to San Dimas while she was with Keen? No. No, no, no. I could that that was one of those things that was like an absolute no. All right. I, I'm gonna have to find her. I'll send her back to you. But update in the future about when me and Natalia Vega are married. Cause that'd be tight. Um all right, anyway. Uh yeah, no. <sighs> That was like a whole point of contention between me and a bunch of guys who were friends with Keen, like before he got cool again. Because when he was dating Andy, he was a nightmare. He was like, everybody was hating on him. Then after he broke up with her, he got clean. He got his shit together. It was like, our boy Keen's back. Everybody's friends with him. And then after a while, he he never got back with her, but he just kind of went south with his fucking life and it fucking sucks and i don't care if he hears this it doesn't matter because i don't think my show is ever the show he's ever gonna listen to not only that but he has a fucking problem and he needs to fucking figure it out and he's the everybody who's friends with him knows this and this is common in the fucking industry and it's it's common without the world and hopefully he'll fucking figure it out because he hasn't figured out from talking to me yet and that's just sad but it is what it is point is uh yeah no never <laughs> me and a bunch of my friends looked her shit up when he they first started dating and we were like this is brutal there's a bunch of like old guys like it, it's 75 percent of it is coming into the eyes like that like that was her like specialties like somebody coming in her eyes it's like oh that's fucking real cool and then only that's just a bunch of old guys weird guys like Dudes in like black outfits that are like shooting her with vaginal cattle prods and shit. It was all just so strange, and you know, whatever to, happened to not kink shaming? Yeah, people? yeah, right. Like I said, not not to kink shame, but it was just it was all just so like, all right, like as hot as this girl is, like all the shit that she's involved with played a part in what her real attractiveness was, right? So 
in the end game, it was like, oh, we kind of were able to scope the grand scheme of things. And that was the moment when I realized I could never be with somebody who was a porn star because I saw the shit that she was going through on the daily. I was like, no fucking way. I can't look at my girlfriend in the eye after that shit. You can't no draw her an Epsom salt bath after no her pussy gets destroyed? Sorry, you have to find a stronger man than me. And you know what? Michael Keane, he's a strong man for putting up with that shit. I will give him absolute fucking props for being able to put up with that. But like, I was having a hard time dealing with the girl that I was dating who was just banging other chicks, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, she was doing boy girl at the time. Uh, maybe. No, I think she was. Oh no, she definitely was doing boy girl. Well, probably. Whatever. Who cares? It's all. We're, we're. I'm. I'm. I've moved forward from this point. I've. I've. Like. Oh, I didn't want to think about that. Of course, whoever wants to think about somebody, they were fucking fucking somebody else. Don't care. You know, see, that's good. I. I have a little bit of that within me, like. So one of the first wrestler chicks I... This is one of the craziest stories ever. Okay, guys, we're getting a crazy-ass story that has only showed up within some friends of mine. One of these first wrestler chicks I hooked up with, she, like, just fucking came on to me so hard. She was just ready to hop on it like it was nothing. We went to an endless fucking mimosa brunch. We were drinking. She was like, I want to fuck you, blah, blah, blah. It was just... We are all systems go fucking millennium falcon crank to the max speed and uh then we go like we're gonna go to her friend's house she's like oh yeah you know we're gonna go have an orgy back at my friend's house and like when people say that like my first thought is like oh yeah you're just like joking like you're not saying like we're really gonna have an orgy like you're just like oh whatever we're just gonna go fuck at my friend's place like everybody's gonna fuck individually no it was a straight up fucking orgy so we got back there i had to piss so hard it was insane we and she had to piss too so we're like okay cool we'll both go to the restrooms and we'll come back and we'll fucking commence everything we were doing uh i pissed and it's the fastest piss i've ever pissed because i know what is waiting for me i'm ready for this i'm like, ready to get make this the fuck out of yeah, me i gotta like, fuck yeah exactly like let's get to fucking power mode i come outside and she's getting fucking twin towered by these two fucking absolute jobbers dude realistically i mean come on i was i was kratos the god of war compared to these fucking guys they were fucking the two old men from the fucking Did the Brooklyn show. brawler cuckold you dude th- like that's what it felt like it <laughs> might it, it might as well have been that because this girl was bent over and she's sucking one dude's dick and getting fucked from behind by the other guy. And I'm like, uh, all right, I'd like to think I'd be progressive or like I could handle this shit, but the same for me. Like I can't, I can't have sex with somebody without like making out with them, all this stuff. And me seeing you suck that guy's dick, I'm not, I'm not making out with you. And I'm not like hanging out with this other guy's fucking you. Like I can't handle it. All power to all the men who can. I just can't. It's not my thing. You know what I mean? It's a little too much for me. It's a little too close. Uh, it just it just doesn't do it for me. And that sticks in my mind when I'm seeing that person. So I was like, oh, that was that. 
Then afterwards, she was in the other room. She's like, did I do something wrong? It's like, yeah, fuck yeah, you did something wrong. We were about to fucking bang. Everything would have been cool if you would have banged all these guys after me. But the fact that you were with Brandon's them. has got to be at the top of the batting order. Abs- I have to be first. Everybody has to be sloppy seconds. You know, I can handle that every now and then. And it depends on what the situation is or what the time frame was between the two. But So what, what is the minimum amount of time? It depends. It depends on how vicious the act was, what I saw. You know, like if I didn't see anything and you showered and you're all good, like how am I supposed to fucking know, right? I'm just living my life and just thinking that well, you're totally Well, you do know fine. that like the the helmet is meant to scrape opponents' cum out of the other girl's vagina. Yeah, oh, uh, well. I mean, out of the girl, not the other girl. But yeah, like the helmet is designed to scrape rivals semen out of the vagina yeah so i don't have the helmet anymore but i do have that other part that kind of maybe swipes it back what do you mean you don't have the helmet i i got the i got the snip snip bro that that's the turtleneck not the helmet you still have a ridge oh yeah yeah, yeah. on your head right no absolutely you don't have a mutant penis no i got i got the cut up jew one well yeah yeah i'm a jew i do too yeah there you go yeah so but i'm saying like the ridge on yeah that's what's for oh absolutely yeah yeah Mine's taking it all up, but either way, I just like, I don't, don't want to. The, the yeah, I don't want to think about it. If if that's in there, it's in there. You're good. You're good to go. Peace out. Bye bye. Later. Well, I mean, it's not like it's fucking Everest. You're not planting a flag. Absolutely. Everyone not. you fucked in recent memory has fucked multiple other people. Oh, and not only that, but if they thought about all the people that I fucked, they'd probably be very embarrassed. But. Why? Because you have bad taste. Why would they be embarrassed? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's that's that's the thing is I'm I'm. It's unfair for me to judge other people's sexual pasts, right? Because I've had quite the colorful sexual pasts, if if we might say so myself. But when the time comes, I'm a good boy. Trust me, love me. I'm not I'm not too fucked up, and I don't have anything. Through all, all the madness, I'm still clean, right? So, that's that's two for the rain, man. <laughs> Did you just call yourself the rain man? Every now and then, you refer to yourself as a Dustin Hoffman character. Yeah, you know, rain in, rain in both. Uh, I, I, I get the, I get the, out. I get it, I get it. All right, now I have to piss again. Can can you can you hold this? I can hold down the fort right, as hold- you have broken the seal. I have I only have one and a half more beers, so we can be good right. after that. It's cool. We're already thirty minutes over. Good times. Good times. Oh my god, that was such an insane relief. You guys have no idea. Like, oh no, I'm a drunk. I know exactly <laughs> what you're going through. Yeah, how have you not pissed this entire time? Well, that's why I was making the joke. Like I'm the Joe Rogan in this motherfucker. Apparently, I guess so, man. I thought I was going to be all tough, but when I get one, two, three, four. Almost five. How many ounces of these? Are about 12. twelve, right? So beers are twelve. <sighs> well, I mean, I've drank about eh, this much whiskey. So I probably drank about the same amount. But I also do this week in and week out. Yeah, yeah, you're a professional. I'm still learning. I'm trying to learn from the best, right? Well, then get with Eddie, not me. All right. So wait, no. Tell me more about porn stars that you've had on this podcast. What's the craziest? What's <laughs> Like, like, tell me some crazy porn star podcast stories. For the most part, actually, most of the adult industry folks I have on are pretty tame when it comes to doing the show. So there's episode 85 where I had an adult performer on. 
we stopped in the middle of the episode to fuck. 89? 85. 85. Okay, so guys, he fucked whoever was on episode 85. Look it up. Well, it won't matter now because... I'm looking it up. Let me finish. We get back on air. We we talk about you know the hookup and all that shit. Then she asked me to pull the episode. So I pulled the episode because I'm not looking to fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not Harvey Weinstein? Right. Good on you. Though I did transcribe the episode and then had a male comedian friend of mine re-record her part. Oh. <laughs> and then scrubbed any mention of who it is from the episode. Oh, I love that. I love that. And we'll have to talk about that on off air. The conversations that this this guy and I are going to have are going to get a little intense. We're 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 going to dive into some shit we should not dive into. And you know what? That's kind of a, like a rule against podcasting, right? But the shit we're going to dive into is like, <laughs> no, we do not want, we're not cool or famous enough for this shit to, to be airing right now. <laughs> but uh, comedian Brandon Brocato re-recorded her parts. And cool. It's I honestly one it. of the funniest things I feel like we have ever done on this show. I love it. Because the original episode was okay. It wasn't bad, but it was okay. Brandon rereading her parts and trying to get her cadence down is amazing because when we recorded it we transcribed it and then he was listening to her original dialogue in an earphone as he's recording her parts oh and i mixed it in with my original dialogue and put it back up that's hilarious so he's just running it track off track that's amazing oh i gotta hear that if you guys haven't heard that episode that's got to be way better than this one although we pro- we're probably going longer than any episode, too, right? I've, 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 I mean, then you were definitely not the longest episode. The longest episode clocks in at over three and a half hours. What are we at right now? 240. 240. Oh, we're easy. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I, got, I got one of these left. I'll just drink it really slowly and make sure. I want to beat all sorts of records. I want to beat the record for burps, and I want to beat the record for the longest. I love that you came in here like, I'm going to hold down records. You're someone who's done... You've done Joey Diaz's podcast. You've done a bunch of other like bigger shows. Yeah. Then I'm very honored that you're coming in here and you're like, no, I want to hold down records on this motherfucker too. Because no, we're we're having fun, man. That's that's well, that's the point of this fucking show. And, and that's what Eddie, my boy, who set the precedent for this entire thing, not to bring it back to him, but he was like, let's let's have fun. And the name of it is. And now we drink. So Oh, he got it right. What this is about, I, it only took me one time to get it wrong. That's all. You did call me about. Mark earlier. Though. Yeah, I called you Mark again, too. That was good. Um, but that was, you know, that, that's just part of the genius of Rain and Bose. You're just going to have to accept that. <laughs> uh, Luckily, I don't, I don't offend easily. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what, what we've, we've talked maybe before that we talked five minutes about fucking cigars and whatever the fuck else we were talking about abortion and bolt whatever it is point is we're getting along it's the drink podcast so when you're drinking you lose your inhibitions you you you're supposed to do things that you're not going to normally do right that's the whole idea oh you, you've discovered the secret of my lack of journalism. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm an absolute genius, guys. Give me a fucking Ed Ro- Edward R. Murrow fucking award for this shit. But, no, no, no. Point, point is, we're going to have some fucking fun. I don't... Uh, 
sometimes it's good to really let loose. And the only time I've let loose this much was with Eddie's podcast because I was just fucking pounding beers. You know what I mean? And at, at the end of it, I was just going fucking wild. And then Joey's podcast, I was doing a shitload of edibles. So that was a whole nother world of loose. But that was a whole nother world. And that was like a dream come true, man. I, I still can't believe that that fucking happened. I'm hoping it happens again to help promote the new album. But just the fact that it happened, period. The fact that I was able to hang out with him and Lee and Dean Del Rey and do that whole thing. I love Dean. Yeah, I love all those guys, man. And I've I've been manifesting and, and dreaming about that for a long time. And I had been talking about it. and Definitely didn't dream about doing this. He's just like here. Well, yeah, right. No, I'm, yeah. <laughs> this just came, this just fell into my lap, right? But that's the beauty of it all is Eddie fell into my lap through the fucking Joey thing. You know, Eddie's been involved with Joey and stuff like that. And since then, Eddie's been one of my best friends. Eddie and I, we talk all the time. He's come to so many of my shows. We we hang out. I helped him move. You know what I mean? We're, we're buddies. All the way in Long Beach? Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, I drove from the fucking valley to Long Beach for fucking Eddie. That's how much I love this. I and, won't even do that for vagina. And that shows you when you get me on your side, I'll fucking choke somebody out for you if you need me to. I, I will take care of it. I'll choke my own band members out if need be, right? You've, you've already on. This is I think like, you're just looking forward to doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to choking out anybody. Cho- choking out and and or making people submit, even though I love being dominated and that's what turns me on, there's nothing more exciting or better than just being able to to lock in a good submission on BJJ. You know what I mean? To to just to really be like, all right, I could kill you if I wanted to, but you know. Because you tap my arm, I won't. <laughs> there's there's something very thrilling about that. And that's something that wasn't a big part of my life for a long time. Because for a long time, I was part of the minority. I was part of the outcast. I was part of the downtrodden, the beaten up, the whatever. Because I was a musician. I was a goth. I was a nerd. I was whatever. All those chemical romance lyrics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everything that could fucking be an emo song. But, you know, I rose above it. And I chose to get into what what i'm into which is combat sports martial arts pro wrestling music you know working out eating right all this stuff and then eating period eating good i've i've always loved food i'm trying to just embrace my favorite things in life right which are fighting martial arts wrestling whatever uh comic books all that shit food eating and uh just good friendship good experiences whole you know, whole reality experiences. That's what life is all about. Fuck and, yeah, it is. And Fuck yeah. I cannot be more grateful than to try and pound as much beer as I can. How, how much time we got till, till I hit the record? We got still, still probably another 20 minutes. Like 45. Oh, yeah, no, we're definitely not hitting it. We're, we're, we're closing in. But the good thing is I still have a good amount of beer and I will not allow him. Ladies and gentlemen, fans of the and now we drink podcast. I love how he has to really concentrate. Like, what is the name of the show I am on at the no, moment? Legitimately, every time I say it, I look at him in the eyes so he makes sure that I know what the fucking name of the podcast is because I have no problem forgetting the name of anything that I'm on and or doing, even the fucking band I've been in. I've fucked up names of songs. I've fucked up whatever. You know what I mean? 
that's, that's it's, part it's of both pattern right oh well, that's part of being a fucking jericho you know what i mean is you're just like yeah i'm in fold pattern or fat pattern or uh you know whatever the fuck doesn't fucking make a difference because the paycheck's coming in it's all the same doesn't matter who the fucking name is from all that matters is the name that it's signed to right as long as you could pay your rent on the shit who cares and you know haven't been able to pay much rent on fact pattern however we have broke even on our last tour and that's a fucking miracle for a band that's doing shit diy everything's by ourselves you know uh we're, we're just hoping for the best and, and just putting shit out independently and so far the reception and like i said everybody has kind of picked up onto it and, and really dug it so it's all been good shit we, we have no complaints you know as as much of a danger as putting shit out yourself could have been we just went for it and the it, honestly it's a way to be fuck gatekeepers fuck the people that are going to say oh well you should play this song differently because it's more commercially viable this way you're the fucking artist create your fucking art yeah well beyond that i'm the guy who fucking does that in my band you know what i mean we have the checks and balances so it's like shit comes up i'm like nope nope yeah change, but that's within the band change this part yeah 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 yeah, yeah. beyond the it, band it's not some anr asshole yeah, in a fucking suit telling you oh no, no that's not yeah. commercially viable no and we and we couldn't handle that and and that's a big part of the group as a whole right is is being aware of that as a possibility right and holding on to our integrity as number one and and through as a band right i'm we all have our checks and balances right we all have different styles of music that we kind of lean towards more and that's what makes the band so unique and so cool is those three different voices right coming together and then also spreading apart and you know whatever kind of intermingling goes on at that point right it's all about sharing and all about showing and all about this is this is what i brought okay what do you have well this is how i feel that this part should be and a lot of the times it's met with positive reception and that's been the amazing thing is although it's a trio and although ian kind of spearheads the writing process we have all written shit we've all changed shit and beyond that a lot of the percussion stuff i've wrote a lot of the drumming stuff i've wrote uh, they will listen to playback and then that will influence the guitar parts, the bass parts, the vocal parts, etc. That's that's the true beauty of this is we're all listening to each other and we're all putting it through that filter of what this band should be and or what our vision is, right? And we all kind of have a central vision. So it's it's cool to see all three of those, you know, inner workings making it happen. Fuck yeah. It's like a three-way marriage. Absolutely. And yeah, it's 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 the absolute checks and balances. Because it's like anytime somebody doesn't like something, if the two other guys like it, all right, that's fine. You know what I mean? If you guys believe in it, I, I will believe in it. You know? And and same with one of them. If, if, if it's me and the bass player or if it's me and the guitar player, they will understand that, hey, this is what these guys are seeing. This is the vision we're seeing. And this is going to make sense. And they really do try and understand it. And that's been one of the biggest beauties of it all is the mutual understanding, the mutual love, respect, and uh, 
you know, what we've been able to accomplish through all that, right? Because if we didn't have that, if we were just three guys, then it would be much more of a laborious process. Whereas when we're more understanding, we're more, you know, kind of capable and perceptive of what each other's goals are or dreams are or what the central goal of the band is, it's easier to achieve. I've often questioned how fucking bands stay together. I don't even know if Eddie's actually aware of this, but I, I ran a small metal label in Chicago in the mid-2000s. And I watched artists I work with not being able to keep their shit together. Like, you know, five-piece bands, just internal conflict, even on the regional, local fucking level. Being able to hold together, it's a fucking miracle. Well, what, what, what more than anything it takes is a lot of understanding and a lot of experience. And the weirdest thing is our bass player is least experienced. He's never been, like, that tour that we just went on was the first tour he's ever been on at, like, 30 years old. You know what I mean? Like, all this shit. He's so new to the music industry. However, he is a genius engineer really smart numbers guy so that aspect we bring out we pull out and, and and we use to get the analytics get the data of our spotify plays youtube etc you know what i mean like he's always kind of working on that aspect of shit not only that he's an amazing bass player he's fucking tremendous and we have a true rhythm alliance together and same thing with our singer vocalist keyboard player uh, ian you know, it's it's one of those mutual understandings where it's like both of them get what I bring to the drums, right? At this point in my life, I'm fucking twenty nine. I'm I'm gonna bring the same shit most of the time. If you if you're hiring Rain and Bozio at twenty nine years old, you know what he's bringing, right? He's gonna bring some groove. He's gonna bring the plays, but he's gonna bring his own style. He's gonna do his own fills. He's gonna he's gonna explore the musical space. He's gonna bring some unprotected sex. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And that's one thing that my band has realized over the last tour for sure is that's gonna happen. But they're cool with that. They get it. You know what I mean? They get what it needs to make Rain and Bozio Rain and Bozio, right? That wild man that he is. And same thing with Ian Flux the wild man he is or jack loud the wild man on bass that he is right we all have these different levels and layers that we're pulling from but we're all we all have a central vision and we're all making that central vision work and that's the absolute beauty of it is like they get they love and they understand what i like about the drums what i appreciate about the drums what i bring to the drums which is you know, I like to serve the song, but I like to play and I like to match the vocal parts, match the melodies, you know, bring something that will, you know, flavorize, intensify just the normal part. You know what I mean? I like to make something that is beyond just a very, very simple drum part. I like to make something that matches with the melody, etc. So those guys get that and they appreciate and love that. And that's what makes the fucking whole thing work is all their riffs, whatever they're playing, I'll take it through my filter and then I'll play my shit and then they'll take it through their filter. And by the end, it's something that we've all come up with together. And that's the beauty of it. And I really, 
even though, like I said, all you guys know, I'll choke you out. I love you. You're great musicians. And uh, we're going to be a great band together for the end of time. So cheers to that. So you guys end up like Metallica and separate tour buses. Well, that's perfectly fine. That's just a matter of uh, financials. You know what I mean? Well, if, that's if, if, super if, fucked if, up. Those guys are in a band together and there's so much band. money involved that they have to like stay away from each other. Every to- band does that, though. Every band. Corn. Fucking Metallica, Tool, you name it. They all have their own buses. And when you get to that level, you deserve your own bus. Right now... Hey, Tool did not do a documentary about them being in therapy together. No, they did not. But they all have their own separate tour buses. Tool Tool isn't that fucking playing their cards like Metallica was. And Metallica is ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous to be... I mean, I get it. There's so much money in Metallica that you cannot not be Metallica. You have to suffer through people you may hate at this point because there's so much money involved. But I can imagine an artist that's fucking depressing, too. It's got to be depressing to be in Metallica because you're fucking in Metallica. Like it's, It's unmistakable how much misguidance there is right at that point or at this point in their level, what they're going for. But like I said, with a band like Fact Pattern, we all get it. We all we're all constantly communicating with each other. Only that there's only three of us. It's not gonna get that hard. It's not gonna get that hard. Like that's there's the, only four of them. Yeah. But that that extra that that four makes shit uneven. That right? rhythm guitarist, fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> we're 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 like at least if there's three, right? We can have two on one. We can have some sort of checks and balances. We're going to have some sort of, okay, the majority agrees that this is a situation. Well, that's why you got to be a five piece. You will, no, but that's, <laughs> yeah, right? That's beautiful. But that's why I love, no, I don't want a five piece. I don't want it anymore. You're like, I don't want to split royalties. Exactly. Fuck that. Dude, I'm fucking, this is to you guys right now. We will never have a keyboard player. Ever, ever. Fuck that shit. Do you hate money? Well, hire a session player. Do you no? Ian plays and writes and fucking composes everything. We don't need. You're a like, keyboard oh, player. we have a pro track. We have a pro tools rig. To be our like, key- oh yeah, we could have somebody play. No, no, I'm sorry. If you guys want to take more out of your money for a keyboard player, that's fine. But we have a space bar that plays everything. Right, the, pro, the pro tools rig plays keyboard just great. Yeah, and I have the click in my backing track, and we're fucking good to go. And we play, and everything's solid. If you guys want to add another person that's going to take away from my fucking meal, fuck that. Well, what fuck, you should you're going to have to fight me. You should have hire like a hot girl just stand in front of the keyboard. No, that's what they want to do. That's the fucking keyboard singer's fucking girlfriend, but it's not going to fucking happen because I don't want any. No, nobody else. Trio. Trio is how fact pattern fucking works. You know, that's that's the max level. Anybody we could gain it. It doesn't matter. They they could add to the band, but Ian does so much, and Ian can fill that role of a keyboard player that we don't need it. We we have a keyboard player, singer, guitar player, which is Ian. We have a bass player, and we have a drummer, and that's all we fucking need. And those bass players and those fucking drummers, we help write the keyboard and the guitar and the vocal parts. You know, we we do our part. It's not just 
Ian has to fucking do everything by himself and we just leave him in the dark. We're helping. We're working. It's a collaborative effort and that's what makes it special and that's what has made it something worthwhile, right? That's why I feel and believe in and support Fact Patterns so much is because this this album that you're listening to, Fallen Language, the newest album that we all wrote together, we all fucking wrote together. Like there was you know, so many drum parts that I wrote that tremendously influenced songs. Not only that, there's stuff that I kind of came up with that was like, oh, okay, yeah, no, this is now the guitar play. The guitar part is going to go like this, you know what I mean? And vice versa, you know? And that's what it was all about is that that triad and those three, you know, the checks and balances, everything kind of working together. Do you feel more strongly about back pattern than you do any other project you've ever worked on? You know, I've worked on a lot of projects, and there's only one that I feel really strong with, and that's Stasis, and that's with my, like, childhood best friend, James, and he's a tremendous guitar player, tremendous writer. Uh, we've done so much. We grew so much together. But since I've been in Fact Pattern, nobody has touched that. And the the friendship and the bond that I have with those guys it's it's brotherhood you know what i mean like i said i would choke either of them out if i needed to but if anybody tried to fuck with them they would be obliterated you know what i mean like like those i i would defend them so much more than i would ever attack them you know that they're they are my brothers as we write together and and just just all, all the ability that I gain from them, just being around them, you know what I mean? It's it's a real triumvirate. It's a real mutual understanding and a real mutual growth of three people enhancing each other. Everybody, every, every part that we lack in, we we compensate for within each other, you know? And it's super special. So I, I could not talk enough about them. Like I said, try it one day. Jack, Ian, in a cage. You guys are both murdered. But until then, I love you. I respect you. And I will fight for you if anybody tries to attack you. They will incur the wrath of Rain and Bozio. Well, on that note, Rain and as you kill the beer, I'm going to call last call on this motherfucker. We have gone an hour over our normal runtime. An hour over? So yep. what time are we at? We had three hours. Three hours, and what's the highest time? Three thirty-ish. <laughs> For the audio audience, Rain is dripping beer like he's taking a money shot to the mouth. All right, three hours. We almost did the record. We did records for everything else. We did records for burps. We did records for probably porn star mentions. Not even close. No, but fuck, man. All right, what else can we get records for? I don't know. I don't keep track of this shit. All right, well, why don't we talk about cigars for the next 30 minutes? <laughs> we could do that off air. I think we should wrap no, this no, motherfucker. No, I, I agree with you. I That was a good place to as, end it. As much as I want to be number one in everything, I will concede that shows you, guys, I'm not insecure. I will allow something to be better than me. But longer doesn't necessarily mean better. And and with that, that's 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 the ending. Like you, you laid it all out. 
Ryan Bozio, where can we find you on social media? Can you? At Rain and Bo- Everything is at Rain and Bozio. So it's R A A N E N B O Z Z I O. Rain and Bozio. R A A N E N B O Z Z I O. At On Everything. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any fucking Bebo, fucking Zanga, every MySpace, every Pinterest? possible. Yeah. I don't have Pinterest yet. But you fucked one, up. One day I will get a Pinterest and it will be at Rain and Bozio. It's at first name, last name. Same with my email if you want to book me, whatever. I know I probably have ruined some reputations, but you know what? This podcast is all about fuck being offensive because we should just be offensive. There's nothing wrong with that, right? I don't think we should be offensive just to be offensive, but if it happens, it happens. Uh, yeah, and people shouldn't judge us for just being our own offensive self. Oh, right? there's a fuck about other people's judgment. Not us. I mean, the thing about it is if like I don't know you, I don't know your background, I don't value your opinion. How dare you? I'm not talking about you. I'm oh, talking about in good. general. Good, because I was about to slap the shit out of you. Wanna be the first guy? I knew what you were talking Oh, really? Uh, we'll talk about that off air. Oh, yeah. Let's get into that. Once we get into all the girls that we've had sex with, I'm sure we'll get into the people that have slapped us off air. And where can they find that new album, by the way? It's everywhere Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. For the people physical, in the cheap, physical CD purchase. For the people physical in the cheap seats, what's it purchase. called? It is called Fallen Language and is by the band Fact Pattern. So you look up Fact Pattern, Fallen Language, or if you looked up Fact Pattern, or if you look up Fallen Language, most likely you will find one or two of those things. Spotify, YouTube, those are usually the two biggest that people use, and then Apple Music. So look up Fallen Language. It's got great blue and white cover art. It's it's amazing, done by Douglas Lakota. We spent years. We literally spent at least a year, or not more, working on this album, honing the songs, making sure everything is perfect for you, the listener. So you will listen to it, you will hear it, and you will think, wow, this is something that people put a lot of effort into. People put some work into. And those people are me, Jack, and Ian. We fucking bled. We sweat. We cried. We did everything we could to put this album out for you. So I hope you guys like it. You know, your boy here, this podcast you're listening to, he liked the fucking album. So if you, he liked it, surely you should like it. Look it up. Fact pattern. Fallen language everywhere. Just look it up. It, it should be easy to find. And if you listen to it, send me a DM. I will personally perform oral sex on you. Whether you are a man or a woman, I will, you know, I'll bite my tongue for the men. I'll, I'll do it. Just just listen to the I album. don't think your oral will work so good if you bite your tongue. I, 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 I'm saying personally, before I 
flesh it, man, yeah. man. Before I do whatever you need to do to listen to this album. To the Fact Pattern Boys Town Tour. <laughs> whatever you need to do to crank up the Spotify plays, I will do. So you know, we you can negotiate your price. Brandon is willing to suck dick for the like five cent, not even five cent royalties from Spotify. Let's nice. crank. Well, uh, that's where you're wrong because we are DIY. So with Spotify, we get that money. We get that money. We ain't like Taylor Swift. We're getting six cents per play, bro. We're getting a lot of cash. So, if so he'll like, take a shot in the mouth for if you quote, like, a lot of cash. He wouldn't yeah. masturbate for other men, but he'll take a shot in the mouth yeah, for the, a lot of money. The serious point is if you make, Oh, that was the serious point. Yeah, if you make the deal good enough, then I will, you know. He'll swallow the gravy. Wh- whatever must be done in order to crank up those plays. We'll make let's make a deal. Let's let's talk like uh what's his name? Bob uh who's the guy from Price is Right? Bob Barker? There you go. What would Bob Whoa. Barker do? Let's, We're not spaying neutering anyone. Well not uh not yet. Eesh. Maybe maybe with these new ad- abortion laws we need to spay and neuter some people. Well we need definitely there are definitely some people that need to be spayed and neutered, but that has nothing to do with the abortion laws. That just needs to do with bad genetics. Yeah. Absolutely. And so on that point, good genetic people will listen to the new Fact Pattern album, Fallen Language, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes. If you need to purchase it physically, go to our website, fact-pattern.com. You can listen to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, everything you can possibly listen to music on. I don't know what you're waiting for. Like, you've been listening to me talking for this long. Surely you could have listened to some fucking fact pattern. Hopefully you did that after the episode ends. But we're going to end the episode right fucking now. So as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter. Matt Slayer on Facebook. No, that's not right. Fuck. Boo. Boo. Things like that up in post. You can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Effin Slayer on Facebook, Matt Slayer on Instagram. You can find the podcast at Now We Drink on Twitter and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Everything on at Rain and Bozio or at Fact Pattern. Look it up, motherfuckers. Too sweet.